warning. If you do not like hearing the following words, booger, sex, poop, butthole, fart, pee, boobies, sack, jingleberry, booger face, then this show might not be for you. This is the After Party on 980 WCAP. We're professionals. Barely made with any salmonella. 978-454-4980. Numbers coming at you. I'm in the kitchen, and then I farted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And- Conversion tables on WCAP after party. Everybody. The circus is in town. Are you going to be at Trevenant and Newton's in any plastic bags? What? People were pretty pissed off. I was throwing feedback tables everywhere. Upside down pressure box on them and stuff. That's what happens when you rub my tum tum the wrong way. <laughs> Right on the edge. Hey, welcome to the after party on 980 WCAP. How are you? I'm Chris Bublon. Joined in the studio, I have Mr. Tom Markham. Hey, how you doing? Chris? Hey, I'm doing great. <laughs> I got Mr. Nick Robbins. Hey, you know what? It was weird because we just met before the show, so I was like, "Oh, I hope I'm looking at the right person when I introduce them." <laughs> we don't look similar, too. I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, a little bit. You could be brothers. Yeah, we look exactly. I also have Mr. Bob Philpot pushing buttons. Sometimes he punches. Yeah, there he goes. He sometimes he punches boxes and he gets coins. And he's also taking your phone call if you so choose to call us at nine seven eight four five four four nine eight zero. We got kind of a busy show lined up tonight. I'm pretty excited. Um, we have Miss Lexi James joining us in the next half hour at nine thirty, uh, and she will be at the Zorba Room. I believe. I believe. <laughs> I believe Friday night tomorrow night. And uh, I think I'm going to be able to give away some tickets in the 10 o'clock hour. So if uh, I, I think two tonight, two tomorrow, that'll be cool, right? I think Zorba Room, they've been advertising with us. So I look forward to talking to her. I, I believe it's her dad uh, who drove her here. Um, yeah. Good job, yeah. Dad. Good yeah. job. Long drive. Keep her safe. Got to do the fisty cuffs. Watch out. <laughs> anyway, how are you, fellas? Good, good, doing good, yeah, good. Doing awesome. Long drive here. Yeah, uh, all the way, uh, like what, two miles? Yeah. It was about five minutes. <laughs> a lot of red lights, though. Yeah. You know, normally uh, I feel bad because a lot of the people that are coming in have to drive like forty-five minutes, and I mean, I'm the I'm the Thursday night security guard, so I kick everybody out, and then I pass out for a few hours before I got to do the morning show, but. Uh, these guys, they have to leave after 12 and actually drive 45 minutes to an hour, sometimes two. You guys, I've never met you guys, and you guys are, what, five minutes away? Yeah. yeah guys, right. guys were telling us about this show, so we're like, we need to move to Lowell. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it happens, man. That's how it happens. And then three years later, I'll meet you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, I guess, you know what, we'll talk plenty in the next two hours. We're going to keep... 
I'm all out of my mind right now. I start with an idea, and then I don't know where I want to go. Uh, I finished uh, my semester in college. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And you know what? I got an A and a B. Yes, yes. Thank you all. Sit down. Sit down. You're too kind. You're too kind. Um, well, what I've been nervous about is this philosophy class, this world religion class that's been just egging at me. Because I'm going for philosophy. I'm going to get my bachelor's into philosophy. What am I going to do with that? I don't know. Host a radio show. Yeah, host a radio <laughs> yeah. show. Um, but it's been such a, with the blizzard, we've had so many classes canceled. It's been it's been nuts. And then they have to read all that stuff and, and, and munch it down while you got kids screaming that they don't like what you're cooking them. And you're like, I didn't want to cook you, you dinner in the first place. And, and I'm just venting at this point, but I got a B, and I'm very happy with that. That's awesome. Uh, now I have to. Uh, get, I think I have three more semesters left, and there's going to be a Spanish one in each semester and oh. Spanish class. I'm not good with that, man. You guys know Spanish? No, I don't. I don't know. No any hablo. Languages hablo at poquito, all besides English. Oh, poquito, just. <laughs> hey, you can host a radio show in Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eventually, all I can do Keep in radio voice is. Mucho gusto, me amo Cristobal. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to be able to talk in radio voice. I had a, um, I think my last uh, Spanish teacher for first semester, she felt bad for me. She was like, oh, Cris, Cris, oh, no, no. <laughs> like, she was like, I'm sorry, I'm trying to think, I can't think of the word you want me to say. Escúchame, escúchame, escúchame. <laughs> I sang her a song on my ukulele. I think that's why I passed. Was it in Spanish? No, 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 it wasn't. It was that song, uh, uh, hey, hey, I said hey. What's going on? And I sang with, with the ukulele. Yeah, with my, I got a baritone in the Is other room. Is that the class you got to be in? Yeah, I, I, that's the class. No, no, that was Spanish. It might have been an A, man. Yeah, if I sang it in Spanish, it should have been. I don't know. They got all these words, you know. They say, hey, como esta? <laughs> You're like, good, man. I'm going to take that. <laughs> yeah, normally when I can get out there and do it. Well, actually, it's funny. I'm doing a comedy show on Sunday over at Oscar's Pinatas, and I got oh, yeah. a new song to play for some people, and I'm very excited about that. Nice. You no, know, you guys got a few things going on, too, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah, we actually um, we're we're running a uh, comedy night in Coyle's Tavern in Coyle's? Oh, really? Right. Yeah. Oh, shoot! That's right yeah. on uh, yeah 113? 113. Right around the corner from my house. What day are you guys doing that? It's Tuesday nights. Uh, show starts at nine. We got a show coming up this Tuesday. Um, what day is that? Is it Super Booked? The nineteenth. Yeah. Yeah. We have pretty good talent coming in. We yeah, got, who uh, you got? We got Alan Gon Mitra coming in. He was just on uh, Last Comic Stand. Oh, get out of here. Yeah, he's uh, been on Conan, The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson. Uh, he was on Adam Devine's uh, House Party on Comedy Central. So he's He's coming to to headline Drake it, so he, mu he must be excited yeah. about that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, Mike, now is it a showcase that you're doing over there, or is it kind of? Are you going to start doing kind of an open mic weekly thing? It's it's, it's a showcase yeah. right now. Um, we don't have it like locked down yet. Right. Like whether it's going to be weekly, bi-weekly. So we're trying to we're trying to lock that down. We got a couple shows to start with. Uh, last show, you know, we packed the place. It was a, it was a great turnout. No kidding. So we're just trying to. It's like right in my it. backyard. Yeah. See, I'm out of the yeah. loop, dude. I gotta, we can walk home we and just get lit up. <laughs> well, that's the one Ryan Cheney actually did that one for yeah. us, too. Oh, really? He was, yeah, he was a feature on that. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, he introduced me to you guys. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hey, I'm glad he did. That, that rocks. So uh, that what that's, uh, what, this Tuesday? This Tuesday coming up, the 19th. The show starts at 9 p.m. 
Um, they have a they have a kitchen there. They they great, serve great food. Great nachos for dinner. Great uh, nachos. Great nachos. Yeah, what do they put Nick chicken is, on there? Nick is actually a nacho connoisseur. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so the if you're a connoisseur of nachos, cheese, yeah. then I have to take your word for that because you don't you come connoisseur of beer, maybe um uh, uh, greener products, uh, of all sorts of things. Nachos, uh, Rubens even. Sometimes yeah. you're the connoisseur yeah. of the Ruben. Do yeah. you appreciate the good Reuben? Oh yeah, definitely. So, definitely. so they have great Reubens there really? too. Yeah, and and, and nachos—they're hard to come by because yeah. sometimes you get the whole mess and it's just all plowed together and what stuck. Was, and what was the place before it was uh, Garcia Brogan's Barney's? Oh, I don't know. Barney's used oh, to yeah. do Reubens. Yeah, yeah. Barney's used to have an awesome Reuben, man. That was a good late night spot. Yeah. Really? Yeah. See, I've only known it as Garcia Brogan's. I'm kind of late to the game, but I'm here often enough where I know everything that is currently there. Uh, you know what I was disappointed with is the uh, the courthouse deli. That Never place been. was awesome. That's right next to Garcia Brogan's, a little up there. Uh, and they had a whole everything on their menu was something court related. My favorite sandwich was the verdict, and it was uh, it was uh, like the special roast beef with the horseradish, uh, uh, creamy mayonnaise thing, um, uh, cheddar cheese, caramelized onions, and uh, something else that's I'm probably missing. But it was fantastic, and I went there. And now it's a whole market. Place type thing with, that serves you sandwiches. Exactly. All right, the sandwiches are tasty, okay, but it wasn't as fun. It's still court related? No, it wasn't even court related. I think it's called the same thing I'll take, too. I'll take yeah. the jail bait. Baby spinach? Baby spinach loaded in folic yeah. acid, yeah. very good for yeah. you. Oh boy. So. Yeah, I didn't really plan much else besides school being over. <laughs> I'm very happy about that. Yeah, and then we got the the summer here. I feel like we skipped spring. Not sure if I'm happy about that, but it's it's almost like it's tricking us out. Like, oh, I'm here. Oh, oh it's, it's hot now. <laughs> yeah. Summer, summer. Just kidding. Well, Green light, red light. When you're our size, it's it's always pretty hot. Yeah. yeah. Are you yeah, transitioning we, out of a hoodie phase yet? We've been sweating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been I've been forcing myself to wear t-shirts for the last month, even if it's freezing out and raining. Yeah. I can't. I mean, can't see the sweatshirt. Yeah. See, I I'm really a fan of it because uh, I don't know. Like ever, all I'm saying. All right, look, uh, I hibernate in the winter. And, and and taking off the poundage isn't easy right now. Yeah. I, I really appreciate and respect the people that can own what they have around their midsection. Yeah. You know, yeah. when they're wearing the tight clothing and it's all hanging. Like You're like, whoa, good for you. Yeah. That is one with your body. And I'm trying to get into the T-shirt thing myself. Yeah. I thought, like, I'd hit a point in my life where I'd, like, grow out of all <laughs> like you're just going to get tall? Yeah. But, but then, like, I realized there's no other clothing item that hides man boobs quite as well. <laughs> like, track jackets just don't do it. Yeah, yeah. man. And I, I've been trying to get into the phase where, like, I'm meeting a lot of people, especially working in radio. And I'm like, you know, i gotta, I got to wear nicer clothes than my Walking Dead hoodie, you know? Uh, it's not doing it. Well, the problem is they're so comfortable, you know? I wear they them after the club sometimes, you know? They um, are super comfortable, i got to say. But in the right weather, though, they become a sauna suit. That's why you yeah. love, like, the cold part of spring and then, you know, fall. And then winter's cool. You don't have to grow out of winter. You're a man. Yeah. You, what, are you going to wear a jacket? No, your hoodie's good. I just stay in the house. <laughs> stay in the house. Yeah. Well, he's actually he's from South Carolina. Yeah. Oh really? So he yeah. hates the winter. He, all he, I got to listen to this whole winter was him complaining. No. Yeah. See, I got to go back to Paris Island for a little while. 
Oh, really? Yeah, that's that's nice. That's... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was cool. I was looking forward to it. I um, I was already in Paris. I did the Marines for four years, and uh, uh, they they do a workshop for educators, for teachers and stuff. And because I'm media, they kind of lumped me in with the bunch, and I got to hang out in Paris and Paris Island and see all the like Marines getting screamed at and stuff. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's South Carolina. Yeah. It gets cold out there, though. Not as cold as it gets here. Well, I think because it goes from being so hot down there that once it gets to, like, 30 or 40, you're just like, wow, this is miserable. <laughs> right, yeah. Because I know it got hot in Iraq. Like, it would be, like, a, a buck 20 some in, in the summer. But it does. It transitions. When it gets cold, it gets down to, like, 13, even 19. But that's freezing from what you're used to. Yeah. yeah. So I, I can see being here is way worse. <laughs> <laughs> way worse, yeah. way way worse than Iraq. Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, it's like you're not allowed to be cold once they find out you're from Massachusetts. Yeah. They're like, oh, where are you from? Because I, I pronounce my R's like like normal people from other places besides here. I don't mean to. It's just, you know, proper enunciation. Um, so I'd go places and no one would ever guess I'm from Massachusetts. And then I'd tell them. And, be like, and that, like, ruins my my one chance to ever complain about being cold. Like, yeah. What you're from Massachusetts? Yeah, we wear layers, dude, or we stay inside. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I need to wear nicer clothes. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I don't know. Uh, uh, shoot, I'm supposed to lead this thing, huh? Lead this train? <laughs> yeah, we're here. We're here to I've talk been, to you. I've been grilling. You guys grill yet? You guys do some grilling? You live in your mom's basement, or you get your own place? We uh. We have we have our own place. We have, Ooh. Yeah. There's See, three. you guys are my age, right? There, yeah. 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 It, I'll tell you, like, the weird thing is, though, when you say you have your own place and you tell girls that, they don't expect you to have two other grown men as roommates. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, oh, you live, who do you live with? I'm like, ah, two of my buddies. Right. That's, like, the American dream, isn't it? Yeah. The thing is, like, people in relationships, like, just want that. Like, yeah. all my buddies that are married are like, dude, I would give up anything <laughs> <laughs> to be that third roommate. It's my boss he has he has two kids and he's just like he's like oh no you know nick i love my kids but i would do anything to be back in your your position i don't know if he had to throw in that he loves his kids just yeah. to be sure that's, that's, that's no you do you that's do. a disclaimer like listen i love my wife and kids but if i had the chance to give them up i would definitely i'm crying right now <laughs> <laughs> he didn't no. say his wife though he just said his kids right his right i'm all right <laughs> Well, you know what sucks about it is, all right, I, hey, honey, if you're listening, uh, you know, earmuffs. Uh, <laughs> you, you just kind of grow into it, and then you see all your buddies hanging out all the time, but it's like you left. Like, everybody's playing baseball, and you're like, I got to go home, <laughs> and you're leaving, but you can't play ever again. You have to plan on playing, but nobody's ever free on Sundays. They're hungover. You know, it's like one of those things. And then uh, you see one of your buddies, and, and they're hanging. It's like... A, Fun time. I don't know. I'm jealous. All my friends live in Epping. See, the the thing you got to realize though is like that baseball game was a lot more fun at 25 than it is at 30. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. Okay. Your yeah. joints are sore now. You're just like, can I we, know. Can we go home? My back hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was playing some ultimate frisbee for a while. I was pretty proud of myself. And then, oh yeah, well that's what happened. We, we every Sunday we played ultimate frisbee in Andover. There was a nice field, and then all of a sudden at the end of the the summer, I think we played like every Sunday. We we all got some food. It was a bunch of dudes and and some chicks. I got 
We ran into each other. It was bad. She was a little bigger than me. It hurt my jaw. Fell down. It was cool. Anyway. If, uh, if your wife is listening, yeah. turn the radio down. <laughs> but it, it was a fun time. And then come September, there was a bunch of us that realized that somebody got pregnant and we were responsible for them. And uh, the end, ultimate Frisbee, yeah. never again. None of us could ever meet up. Oh, well, see, we're at the age now. We tried to put together a basket. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> Pregnancy. <laughs> I love my kids, though. Yeah. I just want to say. Love my kids. And the woman. Pregnancy fantastic. ruined my Sundays. <laughs> but we tried. We tried to put together, like, a, a basketball game weekly but every yeah. time you just you wake up and you're just like i don't know if i want to go to work today because i'm yeah. a little too sore from yesterday and it's like i i don't have the uh enough brass to call in sick from being sore from pickup basketball i'm not too proud i will, <laughs> I will. <laughs> like, hey i uh, i can't make it in today i uh was shooting some layups the other day and it's yeah not feeling good. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't. I, I'm not a big sports guy. I, I like like the frisbee because if it goes past me, I can keep running for it, and there's still potential for me to catch the frisbee. If I'm playing football, if it goes past me, it's hitting the ground. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, but lately, to stay in shape, I'm doing my. I'm trying to run, but even my body hates me because like my ankle. I was limping yesterday because I ran three miles. Why does that happen? That doesn't happen to people, right? Like, I, I, I stretch. I'm doing things. But now I run three miles because I'm trying to do my body a favor, and I'm not doing any favors. It's just hurting more. I mean, it's getting old. I got, an, I got injured last summer, and it was like I was playing with my nephew in a pool. <laughs> oh, jeez. In a pool? In a pool. Like, that's what people do to relax. Old people go in the pool to work out because it's, right. it's free of restrictions. Now, I was, got hurt. What was the injury? I like I hurt my back. Of course, because you were picking the kid up and throwing him, right? <laughs> yeah. How big was the kid? <laughs> I mean, I didn't think he was that big. I mean, I was. He's 18. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's so much lighter in the pool. He's 23. I love you, buddy. <laughs> we'll go swimming this summer. Someone just tuned in, so like, was this sin? <laughs> I was swimming with this young gentleman. <laughs> Right, no, just I had questions because I gotta take it all into. Cause, he's, you know, he's not eighteen though. No, he was no, like no. he was like ten at the time. Right, and it which is not that big of a kid. It's be expected, you know. But for a, a grown man to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's brutal, and it's always when you don't expect it happening. And the worst, I lose all my street cred with him now because like I can't act tough because he'll be like. You couldn't walk after picking me up in the pool. <laughs> well, try to pick me up, kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. doesn't work the same way. I have a running stroller, so when I'm running to the park, I put my kid in the running stroller and I run with him. And when I'm driving, when I'm running him back home, I'm like, I'm dying, I'm dying. And he's like, No, you're not, Daddy. <laughs> like, get out and push. He's like, No, you're too big. I'm like, you bastard. <laughs> I know, I get it. He's smarter than yeah. me. He knows what's up. Can't fool him. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's it's a bummer. I hate trying to stay in shape, and it's a losing battle too. Well, do what we do, just give up. Yeah. I well, I I can't. Dad bods are in. No, but there's you know what I saw a weight range. I was all excited about having dad bod. Yeah, man, because you're like, hey, hey, cool. But they gave you like a weight range for how much of a dad bod you're allowed to have before you're in the red. And uh, I'm See, just, I have a major problem with that because yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen some people's dads. Right. There's no weight range to being a dad. Right. Absolutely. So, um, well, but where is it between, uh, uh, you know, um, I, what do you say, daddy issues? And I'm gonna, uh, no way. 
You know, I, I don't know how to. Uh, it's still 9:24, so I, I can't dive I wrote, too far. I saw something. Uh, what is it? Uh, well, t- they're looking for a father figure. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. A dad bod, a father figure. I guess, and you know what I read? The psychology behind uh, this was uh, not only are they looking for that, but they're finding somebody that doesn't match their looks. So you're not going to, nobody's going to try to steal you away. Not only that, uh, you're probably settled down in a nice job. You're not living with three other dudes. (laughs) (laughs) Cut deep. (laughs) I'm I'm leaving. But you know what? If you wear dad clothes... Right, right. Then, then maybe it's still in. Like they're not gonna know. You have dad bod, right? So if I buy like some eyes on, <laughs> yeah, man. Girls at the club are just gonna go nuts. Like, who is that in that plaid? Man, mm. It doesn't work that way. I've tried. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like who's why dad is that is dad that? wearing a hoodie? <laughs> it's disgusting. See, I'm waiting for drunk uncle bod to come in. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was at a um, in college. I was I took the six year plan and girl looked back at me at a party and she's like aren't you a little too old to get to be here really yeah i i had no idea like i just freaked out and ran away and crying <laughs> was that the first time you were called old yeah now how old are you i'm uh 31 you're 30 so you're older than me yeah i shouldn't be living old. with two other guys and you're 28 29 29 See, I, I i turned to bob he's up there isn't mm. he? but you're in a nice career you got the thing going on right I'm doing all right, yeah. See, he's doing all right. <laughs> yeah. But I'll move in with those guys if you want. You got an extra room. Hey, yeah, man. you love the kid, right? I, hey, your kid is great. Yeah, yeah. just turned into like a Craigslist ad for, a, for another room in our house. <laughs> we have a big closet. People are so. just going to call in. Can I have the room? <laughs> but, uh, going to school, I always get the whole, uh, when people find out I'm 30, they're like, no way. Like, I thought you were one of us. Thought you were like twenty one, twenty two, and I'm like, really? What about that hat you had? <laughs> so I have the beard, you know. It gives me like three years. Well, that's what all the college kids are wearing now too. They got the big beards going. Yeah, but it's not trimmed. It's all spotty and weird. Yeah, that's what I'm going. That's my look right it's now. It's okay. Some people, you know, I go for the perfectly uh, sculpted stubble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I just kind of. Liked it more once it grew, and I'm like, this is right. I tried shaving it off uh, uh, like weeks ago, and I wasn't a fan of it. And I'm like, I don't like my bare face anymore. It's weird. I don't know. Is that something I, that happens? Well, I know what happened to me was once I started growing facial hair. It was also around the same time as I started gaining weight. Oh yeah. So, so the the version of me without facial hair was no longer the same. <laughs> it's now just some fat guy with no facial hair. Like right. who is that? That's why, yeah, you got to grow the facial hair out when you're our our size just to cover the chin. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, it's like know, trick, trick photography. Yeah. <laughs> you could recreate your jawline with a straight razor. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I I just I don't know. I I personally just like it. I don't know. No, I, I love. Like not shaving. I like try growing a like a full beard. Yeah. But like at work, like I get like if I get too long, uh, my boss will just be like, "Hey, you gotta shave. You look homeless." Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you do for work? I work. Uh, I working at a college. I oh. do. Uh, I think I'm a retail manager for a college. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So they're like, "Oh, you're scaring the girls. <laughs> <laughs> shave." Oh, well, you I mean, you I, slept here last night. I work where Bob sits pretty much 30-something hours a week, so nobody really sees me unless they're paying attention. <laughs> hey, uh, i got to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, I have Miss Lexi James. She's standing by. She was here nice and early, and she has her dad with her. 
Uh, <laughs> did I mention that already? <laughs> so we're going to come back with a few, uh, one of her songs that we're, we're going to chat. Uh, probably a lot about Walking Dead because, hey, she said she's a fan. So I'm gonna, I want to get her take on a few things. And uh, when we come back, what, after 10, I got some weird news headlines. I got uh, all of the stuff you've known and loved and enjoyed. Hey, you're listening to the After Party on 980 WCAP. We'll be right back.
980 WCAP. Uh, and what you heard right there is uh, Lexi James, Stop. And I didn't realize when the song was going to end. It really does stop quite abruptly. It does. Yeah, see. <laughs> now, I was, uh, I was showing my daughter the video, and uh, uh, she loved it. And, oh, but that's awesome. I was cooking dinner at the same time, so it was one of those. I, maybe I wasn't listening to the whole thing. I didn't realize it stopped so abruptly. <laughs> that's the magic of it. That is the magic of it. If you want to get that microphone really comfortable so you don't have to like move all around. And, well, all right. But anyway, that is the voice of Miss Lexi James, who's going to be over at the Zorber Room. Sorry, I didn't mean to just jump into this. And that's all right. You. Normally, I give people a heads up. Hey, we got 30 <laughs> seconds. Hey, we got this. I should have said, hey, we're... Anyway, all good. <laughs> but Zorba Room, you're going to be there tomorrow night, am I correct? Yes, tomorrow night. Or I'm if so you're excited. listening to this as a replay, she's going to be there tonight, <laughs> May 15th. <laughs> yes. And yes. what time do you go on? Um, What time do I go on? I know it's like, like the show starts at 8? Yeah, yeah. The, the show starts about 8 o'clock, 8, 8.30, and uh, 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 a fine acoustic player named Robert Linscott is opening for her. For us, and then uh, he'll play about an hour, and then uh, Lex will do one. Oh, yeah. right. For about a 90 minute set. Oh, wow, really cool. Yeah. And now we get to learn all about you right now, huh? Yes, you do. All right. <laughs> Here are 980 WCAP on the after party or living for the weekend if you're listening to this on a Friday. <laughs> Depending on when you're listening to it. <laughs> so, uh, where do you come out of? Where, where, where are you from? I grew up in um, a small town in Mass, actually, in Boxford. Okay. And uh, I lived there till I was 18, and then my family and I moved to Maine. We live in Kittery now, and uh, just native New Englander. <laughs> yeah. How long yeah. you've? Uh, how long? When did you start singing? When did you start playing? Well, I've always loved to sing. I would put on shows for my family when I was little in our living room and pretend I was singing at the garden or whatever. Oh yeah. Um, but it's 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 actually kind of, it's 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 kind of, it's kind of funny that. Um, I didn't really get into music and really decide I wanted to do it as a career until I met um, my stepdad, Chris, who was talking earlier. <laughs> oh, yes? <laughs> Miss Chris Marino. Did I say it right? Oh, you yeah, did it you really did good. good. Holy cow. See, and I, I didn't even write it down. I started writing it down, and then the song ended. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, there That was really impressive. <laughs> well, I, I kind of... Uh, I don't know. I, it sounds funny. So it almost rolls off the tip there of your you tongue. Go. I'm yeah. sure. Now, it, I'm sure everybody gets it right the first time, right? Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> My mom still screws it up. Yeah. <laughs> so have you been in the business? You look like you've been in the business for a while, huh? A long time, yeah. Now, you're the bass player? Yeah, I, I play bass for Lexi. I am her musical director and uh, stage manager and tour manager and... Sometimes booking agent. He does it all. Security guard. Security and equipment. Whatever needs to be done, I do it. <laughs> I hear the bass players get a bad rep, so it's good to get all that other recognition. <laughs> that's huh? right. That's right. <laughs> First one there and the last one to leave. So. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's it's. I just kind of, when I look back on it, I mean, he, him and my mom got together when I was about twelve. Oh really? And um, I was so upset about my parents being divorced and whatever. Oh, yeah? And I, was, I was really rude to him at first. Oh, I but bet. then we... <laughs> you ain't my dad. I say I was rude, but then Chris is like, well, your idea of being rude is just like not talking to me, so you really weren't that rude. She but um, we started to bond over music, and he um, turned to my mom one day and was like, if she really wants to do this, I, I can help her. I can oh, yeah? kind of put her on the right path and... What was, kind of all went from there. What was the uh, uh, the first few bands that you were like, I like that. I like that, too. 
Oh my well, God! What was Every, it? What, my, what? you know what? I got to give some serious props to my mom <laughs> because my mom was like, "You are going to listen to everything. You're going to listen to Shania Twain. You're going to listen to Patsy Cline. You're going to listen to the Eagles and the Beatles and Meatloaf and Whitney Houston and Celine Dion." So she was like, "Whatever she can get us to listen to." <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I'm not even going to say anymore. <laughs> but she, she introduced us to a lot of music. Um, I love all kinds of music, but I think the first voice that I ever heard that I was, I just went, I want to do that. I yeah. want to do that someday was, was Whitney. Whitney is my ultimate. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. No kidding. Yeah. See, uh, yeah, Meatloaf never did anything for me, but I gotta say, it's a, it's a, I sing both parts on Paradise for the Dashboard. Oh, right. absolutely. I mean, I probably shouldn't admit that, you know, sometimes when I'm in the car, it's, it's, I do anything for love gets, gets a little out of control. <laughs> See, I always find that uh, I have to stop when I pull up at an intersection. Do you just keep going? No, I, I, it's so funny because I love to be on stage and I love to be like dramatic and out of control and have fun. But when I'm in my car, I'm like really self-conscious about it. So when I pull up to a light, too, and I'm like right up next to somebody, I kind of stop what yeah. I'm doing and like act really calm. And then when I pull away, I like go full out again. But oh, yeah. <laughs> See, my problem is like I, I always I hear the best way to get better at singing is when you're doing it by yourself in the car, because uh, see I I do like parody music and just silly things and I've it's been a work in progress just learning in front of people and it's terrifying. Yes. But you do it. Um, it's even worse when people stare at you at an intersection. The lights red. That's, yes. So yes. I don't know. <laughs> hey, shall we go into a, 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 another song? We shall. Okay, you got one queued up, Mr. Bob. <laughs> you just kissed the microphone? I get it. I get it. All right, we're ready. All right. Hey, Lexi James, everybody. Now, what is this one? Do you remember which, which track? It's Echo. Um, It's either Echo. It's Echo. Yeah. It's, Echo yeah, it's Echo. Or Knockin'. I don't remember. We, we, All right, well, let's we, do we it. We do a lot of options. Lexi James, everybody. Here on 980 WCAP. She's going to be at the, the Zorba Room Friday night at uh, what? Show starts at 8. Yes. yes. All right. Stay tuned. You're listening to the After Party on 980 WCA. Here. I see you, see you inside my mind, waving goodbye, goodbye. Hear you say, baby, don't go. Like an echo, 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 I just can't 
980 WCAP. That was Lexi James. She'll be at the Zorba Room tomorrow night. Or tonight. I, I don't know what to say. How about, how about Friday? Friday? Friday she will night. be there. Friday there night. Uh, and you know what? In the next hour, we'll have uh, two tickets to give away to anybody who wants to... Uh, do I tease them? Do I... You know, I, I, I don't know. Do I just give them away? I You're the know. pro. I don't know. I'm not even a pro. I'm, I'm just, just, I'm just, just kind of here to talk. I'm just a fella <laughs> that likes to goof off. All right, so I was reading in your bio, you like horrors, and I'm I'm not a big horror buff, but I'm a big fan of The Walking Dead. Are you oh. all caught up? I am all caught up. Yeah. I'm obsessed with that show. Now, who's your favorite character? Oh, uh, that's a tough one. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? I, it's supposed to be Rick. Come on. <laughs> I love Rick, but... I do. I love Daryl. I yeah, really do. Of course he's just, you do. He's, he's, I don't know. He's like the perfect person to be with when something like that goes down. He yeah, really he is. is. He'll save you. He'll, he he'll, will. He'll beat you up for nothing, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Santa's good side. No, well, I, you know, we were talking off air, and you, you didn't read the comic books yet. I haven't. And, and I don't blame you, because I, I think if you're not too into the comic book scene, I had a comic friend tell me to read the comic books, and I was hooked. And I was just amazed, and it made me appreciate the storyline a whole lot more. But, I should uh, do that. Yeah, you, you <laughs> should. Really what can I say? Um, now, wh- you realize what's coming up next? I bet Negan's going to get involved. And you haven't read the comic book, so you don't know who Negan is. I don't know who that is. It's okay. It's I, miss, okay. I miss Morgan. That's who yeah. it is. What about, you know the uh, the guy who plays the priest? He just got pulled over for a DUI. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Isn't that funny? That's all right. I don't guy like him on the show anyway. I don't like him either. He's <laughs> kind of the guy. Like, he's probably not like that in real life. But. Yeah. But no, but that's what happens. I mean, <laughs> whenever the person's a jerk in the sitcom, they're known as a jerk forever. Yeah. Oops. All right. Yeah. Anyway, that's okay. What other horror movies do you do? Are you like all about you just a big buff? Uh, I I love horror movies. I love to be scared. I mean, Halloween is my favorite time of year. Yeah, I my love to go to haunted houses, go to like spooky world and all those things. Really? So See, I just I, love I can't do it. those places. Why I'm too it? jumpy. I feel like, and then the Marines in me, I feel like it's swing, and you got to sign something saying you're not going to punch anybody. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. I just scream and run. Yeah. See that that's typical girl, huh? That typical be. girl. Run away and scream. See, <laughs> <laughs> or I could see that. Me, I just like throw out, and and uh, that's no good. Yeah, All of a sudden, no. why is Daddy getting arrested? <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't drinking. I swear, officer. It's it was just, a reflex. I promise. Yeah, yeah. All right, and uh, I don't want to speed through that. Oh, you know, we only have like eight minutes left. Oh, goes by quick. Now you're a big advocate of bullying. Now, aren't you? I am. Um, I've I've been bullied a lot throughout my life. Yeah. I've been bullied for my red curly hair. I've been bullied because when I was about ten, I actually developed a stutter. Really? And um, it's weird because people you figure want red curly hair. Now it I blows realize my mind. that. Yeah, isn't but, it weird? But when you're a kid. It's the worst thing in the world to be different. You know, you just want to fit in. You know, you want to you want to have straight brown or blonde hair that's shiny like everybody else's instead of red, curly, frizzy, different right. hair. Yeah. And um, I just felt like I so didn't fit in with people. Well, yeah. I mean, it's those yeah. are the worst years of your life because you're are. figuring out how to get in touch. Now, if you're fat, I mean, that's even worse because everybody, yeah, <laughs> Chris raising his hand right now. Hey, you know, I'm with you. And, and you're the first person they're going to poke out. I know my teacher, I think uh, he made the fat kid in art class cry once because uh, oh he was talking about, he'd always kind of poke fun at him a little bit, but he didn't realize how bad it was until we were, he was talking about getting good grades. And he's like, and if you get all A's, you'll be 
on the honor roll. Not Tony over here. He'll be on the jelly roll. And the he flipped. And all of us were laughing. And then it got really awkward because he was crying. Oh, that's so mean. Oh, I know. I know. Isn't that I weird? I been mortified. <laughs> I would just sat there and be like, I don't know what to do. Then that was before cell phones. Oh, See, man. you're growing up in the area era of uh, uh-huh. social media was yeah. becoming big. And that was a that was a huge part of me being bullied was a lot really? on on Facebook, um, especially after I I I graduated high school because I went to a a private Catholic all girls high school. Oh, that's the worst. And oh, it was interesting. Uh, but These girls are like, <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, there 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 were there were def- there were good things about it because without guys around, it was like it was more fun. You know, it was it's more anyway. like, like 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 spirit days were more crazy and over the top. Pillow but fights and when guys aren't around, it's also cattier. You know yeah. what I mean? So when I decided I didn't want to go to college and I wanted to pursue music, it was like my friends weren't really my friends anymore, and my teachers all judged me, and the parents were you know talking about how my mother was a bad mother for not making me go to college and. It was it was a really difficult thing and it went to bullying on Facebook and I was really? the, I, I was the stupid ugly girl with no friends and so weird you know it's I, I I got over it a lot faster than some people do I mean I started writing songs about it and I became a spokesperson for Pacer Teens Against Bullying and I get to go around to middle schools and high schools and teach kids about how bullying and how your words can affect people more than yeah. you know that, no that's great I mean I was watching Arthur with my kid and it was a bully oh my episode. Gosh. And I was like, wow, that, that's special. They, they're really trying to bring it out. I gotta say, I, I, I don't want to say I was a bully, cause, you know, but but uh, I didn't mean to. I thought it was funny. It was well. See, that's the thing is that a lot a lot of kids think that they're just like poking fun, but right. that's 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 what I try I try to teach. It's like it's okay it's okay to joke around with people. Come on, but, he talked funny. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> there has to be an excuse. I, I don't not- know. I'm just sorry. Sorry. That's all right. That's all right. No, but you know what? I think I justified it was I was picked on by the meaner kids. So I thought it was almost like a chain. You that, know, like, that happens a lot. Okay, I'm at the totem pole. I get picked on by these guys. So but I when they're not the here, I can pick me. on these guys. Yeah. And eventually we all became friends anyway. Yeah. So it's weird how life turns out, it huh? It's weird. Well, uh, Miss Lexi, how long is your next song? Because we can go out with one more. Ooh. Because uh, um, time flew, flew right it's about, by. It's about th- I know. It's about three minutes. Ago. Okay. Well, let's chat for another minute, shall we? Okay. <laughs> I just like to say that anybody comes to the show, there's some surprises in the show. Oh yeah, surprises yeah. in the show. There's okay, some giveaways. giveaways. Absolutely, that are outstanding. Well, let's let's plug all of what you have oh, going yeah. on. So I, I've yeah. mentioned it a few times. What are you going to expect tomorrow night over at the Zorba Room in Lowell? Um, a very high energy show. I'm very like uninhibited. On You're doing stage. the robot dance right now. It was I. I yeah, kind of I bit. talk a lot with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> Not like you can see it on the radio, but um. It's it's just going to be a really great show, and it's for a really great cause too. I mean, it's for V is for yeah, veterans. veterans, and yeah. um, I have um, yep. my my stepdad's dad was uh, served in World War II, right? And Korea, and Korea, oh, yeah, which branch? Navy, Navy, and, Navy. And my uncle was in the army and served in Afghanistan in the early 2000s. So right, it's good. something that means a lot to me. It's great. It's it's great to say thank you to those people yeah, who give up good. so much. You know, absolutely. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, it's when you join, you're fighting for the freedom, but their freedom's getting taken away for doing Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And, and it, it, it's great to give back when you can, especially yes. in those times. I mean, it didn't. It wasn't looked up so highly. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's great when our soldiers come home and they get uh, treated with a whole lot more respect than they, they used to. Mm-hmm. 
So, all right, Lexi James, thank you for taking the ride out here tonight. Thank uh, you for we're going to go out with what's what's the song called? Knocking on your heart. Knocking on your heart. Not too hard though. We don't want it to stop. No, no. So, Lexi James, <laughs> she'll be at the Zorba Room Friday night, tonight or tomorrow night, May fifteenth. Uh, we're listening to Knocking on Your Heart. Yes. Yeah. All right. Listen Woo. to the after party at nine eighty WCAP. We'll be right back. Uh, Join the studio. I got Mr. Tom Markham. Which one? Is? Yeah, 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 I knew it. I knew it. I did. I did. Slightly better looking. And, uh, Nick Robbins. Hey, see, I'm gonna get it, man. Yeah. I'm gonna see. I know everybody is dude when I first meet everybody. So I don't know. It's anyway. Hey, I'm glad to meet you. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you too. And I got Mr. Bob Philpot pushing the buttons, grabbing rings. I thought that was. I don't Nick. know what that that's one was. Bob. What was okay. that? That was uh, Frogger. Frogger. Huh, that makes sense. You know, I got this uh, app for my phone. I think it was called, uh, I don't know, it was like a version of Frogger where you, you could be all the different types of animals. And uh, uh, cross step or, I don't know, it was it was horrible. I wasn't a fan of it. Excellent <laughs> review. Anyone listening, download. Don't download that. If it's, if it's a Frogger-like game, it'll just remind you why you hate Frogger. <laughs> all right, we're going to head over to... Uh, 
camera. Oh, hey, by the way, um, I, I'll say uh, first caller that wants to go to uh, Lexi James' show over at the Zorba Room, give Bob a call. He will get your information, uh, and I will send it to the proper channel. Uh, so give us a call at 978-454-4980. So do you want to go to the show? I might be there. I mean, her dad told me I was on the VIP list. I don't know how serious he was, but yeah. <laughs> if you're coming out, look for me. I think he was pretty serious. I'll be in the VIP section. I'm a yeah. southern boy, so I love country. Yeah. yeah. I grew up in Lawrence. I mean, nothing says <laughs> I love country like <laughs> Lawrence. <laughs> so give Bob a call if you're interested in uh, going to see Lexi James yourself and, and possibly Tom here. All right, hey, uh, we're going to go over to Camberley, England, where uh, Mr. 51-year-old Steve Easton, he, he was playing internet, he was playing just some random internet game, doesn't specify which one, uh, when he was struck with a sneezing fit. Now, we, have you been ever got a sneezing fit? All the time. Really? Especially now. Yeah. Sometimes when I pluck a nose hair, I will. Like, sometimes, you know, it's, it's like a you know forest in there. You pluck one, it's like boom, 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 boom. <laughs> what happened with this fella was... Um, after this sneezing fit, it, prompt, it prompted the uh, emergence of an object from his nostril. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, normally that happens from time to time, but if it's, you know, I, I, I kind of know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a little unsure of what he found, he called his 77-year-old mum, uh, who told him what was up. Uh, she said it was uh, the end sucker piece to a toy rubber dart. What's the sucker piece? The suck, you know, like it where, was like where a you, suction cup. Yeah, oh, you, okay. you shoot it out the window and then it stays there. I just How, I, so she knew, and she was like, "I'll wait for him to find out. <laughs> Let's not tell him. <laughs> See how long this takes." I just can't believe he's fifty-one and just figuring out that. Right. Well, I mean, he had no idea it was even in there. I mean, I guess when he was uh, seven or eight, uh, he was taken to the hospital after he swallowed the toy. Uh, but nothing showed up in the x-rays. Um, I would have expected it to come out from someplace else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, I don't know. i got to watch out when I sneeze. I'm just wondering, was he, did he chew on the dart? And then so was he chewing on the dart, uh, the suction piece itself? or? I'm just going to say, I'm not surprised that this guy was playing Internet games by himself. <laughs> At this point, yeah. So after 43 years, it uh, it popped back up. Um, see, now I remember putting toothpicks in my nose, thinking I was funny, <laughs> and then I put it too far where I almost couldn't get it out. And I I want to say I was six, but I'm pretty sure I was seven, which makes it a little sadder. And uh, I remember being so terrified for those three minutes of digging in my nose to get this pointy toothpick, not wanting to tell my mom and actually getting it, I never stuck anything in there ever again. Yeah, yeah that's, that's dangerous. That's, yeah, well... That's really bad. I learned that day. <laughs> Look, looking at the story, too, the best is... He, he has a quote there. He's like, I'm not the first person this has happened to. Right. <laughs> yeah. Who else has this happened to? Like, oh. you, know, you know that's just him being like, other people have done this. I'm not, I'm not the only one. Yeah, it's like, not weird, man. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I've read stories in the past where uh, it does. I know what one of the examples they use is kind of a more badass part where uh, um, I guess somebody got shot in the head, yeah. but they were kind of cool. You know, they lived through it, and then eventually they sneezed up the bullet. Like, imagine that one day you're, you're having a beer with your buddies and you just sneeze and a yeah. bullet comes out. I mean, <laughs> that has to be kind of like that trumps everything. Yeah, he's, his street cred went up a hundred <laughs> times, like more that that night. Plus, they said he was shot at a New Year's <laughs> Eve festivity. What? How are they celebrating things in Italy, man? Yeah. 
<laughs> he sneezed a nine mil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, dude. Uh, yeah, some crazy stuff. It's your body likes to, uh, you know, push out foreign objects from time to time. When I'm 50, we'll see what comes out of my nose. But uh, Easton, uh, Mr. Easton, he says that his ability to breathe hasn't changed. It's still just as good. It does. It feels no different. Like that kind of boggles my mind because right now they're using a pick, they, and he threw it away. He threw the suction cup. You don't throw a relic like that away. Well, they said they said he was uh, carrying it around, showing it to anyone that was interested. Yeah, and then you put it in a box and you 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 put it in safekeeping forever. So he was showing it to no one. No one was interested. Hey, wanna- <laughs> well, his internet friends. Is- <laughs> yeah. Hey, you want to see what came out of my nose? No. no. Throw that out, man. But it was in there for 43 years. Yes, I want to see it. That's commitment. <laughs> <laughs> it took a sneezing fit to get rid of the the suction cup out of his nose. See, I was. Uh, I'd imagine if it was like a pointy thing, like something small, but yeah. the suction cups are, they, they have quite the diameter on them. I I don't know how bad was his <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the one thing. Like for that to come up yeah. right then, what forty forty seven years later, that must have felt great when it was happening. Ugh. All right, I guess I'm gonna have to move on. Anyway, what did I can't believe he he didn't keep it. That's I have a cousin. <laughs> I guess I'll have to get to that. <laughs> Long time, he kept everything that fell off his body, fingernails, skin, scabs. Oh. He was a weird dude. <laughs> and uh, he showed me his box of, like, it was all taped up, laminated, dead skin. And I was like, what is wrong Why? What was the point of that? I don't know. That's yeah. what I asked. And apparently he now lives with two buddies in an apartment. In <laughs> <laughs> it puts the lotion on its skin. <laughs> oh, gross. All right, hey, we're going to head to Subway now. Um, we're Subway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eat fresh, right? I'm on the subway diet right now. <laughs> yeah, do you walk there? No, not by choice. It's just I'm cheap and it's close. Yeah, it like, always has that weird smell when you go in. It's depression. Yeah. Depression, but the, somehow that smell leads me into knowing I'm going to get something delicious. So as weird as it smells, I know I'm going to get something tasty. So my mouth's still, like Pavlov's dogs, man, right there. Yeah, but uh, that takes you two weeks to get rid of that smell off you. So <laughs> that's yeah. true. I t- I think Subway has. Probably the most haters out of any like fast food. We call it fast food because like everyone like if you have a like if you were, someone sees you eating a McDonald's hamburger, they're just like oh McDonald's. If someone sees you eating a Subway, so they're like, ah, you know that's not even real chicken, right? It's like yeah, I paid four dollars for this. <laughs> I had a girl tell me that the bread wasn't real. She's like, they found out the bread wasn't real. Yeah, it was like, like rubber. Yeah, it's like it's it. delicious. I'll keep eating it. Right. You know? Well, in like forty years, I'll sneeze it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, I. Uh, I, I guess it is a little disappointing when you go in there and you order a steak and cheese and you see them pull out a baggie and put it in the microwave. You know, here you you want cheddar, you want it toasted. I'm like, ah, I want to go somewhere else. Um, but I, I'll even I get the tuna fish. I, I shut my eyes. I get a lot yeah. of vegetables on it, uh, and I'm I'm always very happy with the outcome. See, but you see the thing for me is like a lot of people on like my social media like feeds like Instagram and Facebook they're all like foodies yeah so like they're posting like pictures of these meals they've eaten it's like <laughs> if I posted what I ate they'd just be like Tom's eating Subway again chicken palm yeah <laughs> just meatball marinara <laughs> Italian herb there's there's and I look there's actually there's no Instagram filter 
to make your fifth Subway sub look any less depressing. Yeah, BMT, make yeah. it a double. Yeah. <laughs> double meat, double cheese. Eat and fresh. <laughs> you know the, and they still have like the $5 foot long yeah. slogan. There's not one sum there for five bucks. Well, we're, yeah, I know. Thank and, you. Thank you for saying that. It's like they have an excellent marketing team where people associate $5 subs, and you go in there, and you're like, where's the $5 sub? <laughs> it's the veggie delight is what that one is. <laughs> Did you remember the scandal where they're like, no, this isn't 12 inches. It's like 11 and a quarter. Get get out of here, Malark. I'm calling Malarkey. I feel your pain, Subway, on that one. <laughs> well, you know, apparently Subway has its other haters that try to rob them. And uh, now anyone who attempts to rob uh, the Subway sandwich shop, uh, especially in Knoxville, Tennessee, who's uh, starting this whole thing, uh, you, you'll be sprayed with uh, a synthetic DNA on your forehead. <laughs> synthetic. Is it the same DNA that's in the sub? Ah. Uh, I, I hope not. Yeah. That one's probably <laughs> from Julio in the back. <laughs> How uh, often is this subway getting broken into? Yeah. I, well, apparently a lot in Knoxville. Because uh, last, no- uh, last Monday, Knoxville, the Knoxville shop, uh, they were the first to install this intruder system uh, spray system. Uh, and the security system releases a unique traceable DNA spray on a suspected thief. Uh, so if law enforcement, they can catch a suspected thief up to seven weeks after the crime, and all they got to do is shine a little light on his face. <laughs> it's like, it's like, like put, pretty much like throwing a black light in your bedroom. It's going to be horrible, only it's all over his face. And after, after, they, uh, after they catch the robber, they do an expose on the local motel. <laughs> oh, don't stay here. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> his facial, uh, do that glow thing, it'll... Uh, how do you explain that? Like, if you go to a club, like the black lights on, right? You're just glowing. Like, what, wait, what'd you do, man? I don't know. I had subway. <laughs> it, was, it was a party in my mouth. <laughs> what? What is there something on my face? Yeah. Go to the bathroom and nothing's there. And you come but I'm fine. <laughs> it's black. Oh man, that's horrible. What subway did you? Did you go to the subway? <laughs> Not that Knoxville one, right? Yeah. What's yeah. The, like, what's What's in this DNA that makes it stay for seven weeks? Like, you can't wash it off or anything? Is it like an ink? Uh, you know, it doesn't tell me exactly what the DNA in, is. In other news, Subway just started hiring a ton of teenage boys. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to take off, guys. We need the, you on the front line. The spray is contained in a rectangular box placed over the doorway, and it is trigger, uh, triggered by the existed, existing security system. Uh, employees can also press a button to mark a robber. <laughs> mark a robber with some DNA. Uh, this technology it's also been used in other countries. Uh, in 2012, it was tested in McDonald's restaurants in Australia. Australia. <laughs> That in the food? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no, I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, if my thing, if you, if it's come down to stealing from Subway, like the, the company that advertises, like, the cheap prices, like, just to let them have the sub. Yeah. Let them take it. You know, I think this would be a good type of uh, uh, security for, like, a lot of the buses that have to drive around for the MBTA. Because, you know, I ever see the stories when uh, they get spat at and then what they have to do. With that is they have swab kits where they have to swab the spit to get the DNA that way. Uh, <laughs> and that's how they can arrest the culprit. So people are spitting on the 
Yeah, people are leaving and they spit on the bus driver and they run away. Uh, and that's apparently a big thing that they have to face. I mean, I, hey, I understand the MBTA. It's a stressful time. Yeah. <laughs> but some people just don't want to pay. So, I mean, I don't know. They have their little thing and then they spit at the guy and what they have to do is swap. Yeah. Now, imagine being able to just spray them with a little DNA. and uh, I'm sure that the driver thinks about that. <laughs> like, yeah, man, spit in my face. I'll get you. Yeah. <laughs> But hey, within seven weeks you'd be able to find the culprit and just. Uh, but I don't understand. Hey, sir, who's, who's looking for? Who's looking for the robber on the subway for seven weeks? I feel like after two they'd be like, ah, he got away with it. Yeah. <laughs> Please step near the black light. Right. My thing, like whoever wrote this article, I feel like really missed the mark with like just sliding in like a joke like, like subway security hits the money shot. No. <laughs> like. I don't know. I think that would have been great. Well, yeah, because... Just know. subtle enough, but not... Right. Like, you could be like, oh, that's a nice pun. I like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, we're going to head to North Carolina now, where uh, there's an officer. Got himself a free coffee, and it was spilt on him. It spilt on his lap. We got third-degree burns, and uh, he's suing Starbucks for $750,000. So he's, he's suing Starbucks for one cup of large coffee. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, it's venti. Mr. Matthew. Hey, uh, Bob. Can I bug you? For, there's another water in my backpack, I think. Uh, thank you. Uh, no, no, I, I got some. Thanks. Thank you, fellas. It's all good. <laughs> I don't want to say no, but, you know... Anyway, hey, uh, North Carolina got this coffee, and he got it for free. And he spilt it, uh, the cup of coffee. Thank you, sir. He spilt it on his lap. He burnt himself in 2012. Uh, he he told the jury, he said, I didn't know it was that hot. <laughs> That's what it says here. I don't know. It's in the quotes there. Uh, he said the coffee caused third-degree burns, which aggravated his Crohn's disease, which I don't understand the connection. Did he have no. synthetic DNA in his eyes? No, no. I mean, I mean, he he was a co- uh, an officer. He was there to serve and protect. Um, I not get burned by hard coffee, but I guess I I like how it, like it says it aggravated his Crohn's disease, caused anxiety and sleeplessness. Like so, it it gave you all the same symptoms as drinking the coffee would have. Yes, yes. That's what he's mad about. So I guess that's a good way of doing it. Uh, sleeplessness keeps you awake, but it also causes loss of intimacy with his wife. So I, I feel I like think, that's an excuse. I right think there. what caused that was she realized, like, who am I married to? This guy's suing Starbucks. <laughs> I can't be with him. Nah, that was a terrible woman's voice I just did, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was real I picture her being a lot heavier. I, I imagine that's what his wife sounds like, though. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, you spill your Starbucks? <laughs> Should have been dunks. <laughs> uh, he said the pain of the accident. Uh, precipitated a whole host of health problems and he eventually needed surgery to remove a section of his intestine. See, this is where I, I just... Whoa! Uh, the, the, how do these thir- third-degree burns from a Starbucks coffee? He's stressing out over it all, you know? Can't, can't drink Starbucks now, either? He's messing with his Crohn's disease. Okay. Now, that cough, um, not drinking coffee upset my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I Cor- hate that. Cor's doctor, uh, Mr. Dr. 
Doctor, Mr. Doctor, Doctor Charles Barish uh, said he was deteriorating. He wasn't eating. He was losing weight. He was malnourished and ended up in the hospital. Uh, Core originally, uh, Mr. Core, he, he asked for ten million dollars, but <laughs> only seven hundred thousand was allowed in the civil suit. <laughs> Talk about settling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me ten mil. No. Seven fifty. <laughs> I like. I like how they said like he's deteriorating. He wasn't eating. Losing weight. I understand that because like, have you ever gotten like just the wrong coffee order at like Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah. They over cream you and it just ruins your day. Yeah, I drink mine black from Dunks, so when I have cream in it, it does. It's like I can't go back. There's no good time for that. I, my like the worst thing in the world. They they're notorious for just over creaming. Yeah. Like I said, regular, not whole milk. Like, yeah. See, I found out what I I do on occasion is I will get a drink and say regular, and they will give me the regular one, and I'll yeah. forget that that's what I ordered and start screaming about how I just ordered for cream only. And the person I was like, no, sir, you actually did. And I'm like, ah, feel like a jerk. Here's five dollars. Walk out. It is, yeah, that's that, man. Yeah, you're the jerk in that situation. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's tough. Hey, I hope uh, you spill your hot coffee on yourself. We All got right. a caller on the line. We got uh, Patrick is in Lowell. Hello, Patrick. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So, I have a quick question: Is this Tom, is this Thomas Markham? Did you go to Lowell Catholic, Tom? Yes, yes, I did. Tom, this is Pat Morse. Do you remember Pat? We played football together. Uh yeah, Pat. Pat, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I just wanted to uh, to call up, uh, tell a little funny story about Tom. Uh, we actually played football together. Do you remember Pimple Nipples? Pimple Nipples. <laughs> <laughs> so Thomas Markham, I don't know if he showed you or not, but he has incredibly small nipples. Uh, and oh, really? when he was a freshman uh, in the locker room, I, some of the senior songs. Am I, am I going to have to call my, my attorney about this right now? Is this defamation? I mean, is it okay? <laughs> I think this I might be libel. This, no, defamation is... Is that... I, I think it's libel. Well, I think he has to have um, malice. There's no malice intended. <laughs> yeah, see, I just find it... I love that that somebody would just call into a radio station and talk about another you know, man's nipples. You know, it really nipples. does... It beats the alternative, because two big nipples are kind of like, oh, man, they're huge. Yeah, the pancakes. No, yeah, yeah but the, if Salami? you can't have Tom show you. The worst, the worst. We had this kid. We had this kid on our team. Uh, what was his name? Pat. Was it Dominic? <laughs> uh, Russo. Yeah. Yeah. We used to call him the Salami Mommy. <laughs> salami Mommy. I remember that. Because oh, he had the. Because he had the. Uh, kids on Russo. The seniors made him. Uh, there was a salami stick involved. Uh, Let's cut this. All right. Hey, hey, thanks for the call, Patrick. We got to move along to finish these stories because we do have to take a quick break. (laughs) That went downhill quickly. Yeah. Well, anytime salami gets involved, you don't know where it's going to go. I just like that I have a fan of my nipples out there. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm jealous, man. Like them on Facebook. Backslash Tom's nips. Well, I had to move up here from the south. I couldn't get get away from the stories. Yeah. They have a cult following. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, he's, all right, Mr. Core, police officer, uh, wanted to get $10 million from Starbucks, but he was only allowed to ask for 750000 Uh <laughs> uh I guess in quotes, I guess he said that. We said, well, what's our life worth? What's a year or two years of your life worth? Core told the jury, I thought it was worth $10 million. It was life is worth $10 million in yeah. two years. Uh, Not... <laughs> I don't think mine is. Mine's Look at all his health issues. 
I just want to say, look at all his health issues prior to this coffee. Anxiety, sleeplessness, Crohn's. Is, he's worth maybe 500000 Well, even the seven fifty, if if I was kidnapped and they called my mother and was like, hey, we need $750,000, she's like, yeah, you know, just keep them. Keep them. <laughs> just, just keep them. Yeah, it's not really worth it. Seven hundred. Make him do your dishes. I've passed his best years. Yeah, uh, but, you know, good news is uh, Starbucks didn't have to pay him, and I don't blame them. Uh, Trisha Durr, Durr uh, who is defending the company, said, uh, We're talking about an extensive disease and an extensive process. And, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we don't believe it had anything to do with a free cup of coffee. You see, Starbucks, they give free coffee to all officers in uniform. And, by the way, don't the cups all say, like, hot? Yeah, I think so. Because I know whenever I get Starbucks coffee, it is it is very scalding hot. I think more so than Dunkin' Donuts. Or if you go in there. I ask for lukewarm. <laughs> well, the thing is, if you do room temperature coffee today, that's what cold you have to ask for. You ask for hot coffee, or you can get the iced one. And yeah. it's written on the signs. And if you get the iced coffee, uh, you, you just don't ask for ice, and I think it's pretty much room temperature. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like my coffee about 52 degrees. Really? See, perfect, I, perfect spilling temperature. I'm one used to drinking. <laughs> I'm used to drinking a black, so uh, the, I take one sip maybe after like 15 minutes I've had it, and it just cools off from there. I'm normally pretty good, but there's always that one moment. Ever get it like it's too hot? It's in your mouth. You yeah. can't swallow it for some reason. You can't spit it, and it's just sitting there, scolding your taste buds. That's like the first bite of pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's horrible. That awful <laughs> first bite of pizza where you're just like, this is too. You've committed to eating the pizza, and you're just like, this is too hot. It's gonna burn my mouth. I'm going to ruin the whole pizza eating experience. <laughs> but what's the worst, though? It's like, it's I'm so the fat good. guy now, so I'm taking the second bite as I know it's still hot, just like, ah, i got to eat that. <laughs> you know, uh, I was with my kids at a Papa Gino's or something, one of those places, a pizza hut, and he took a bite of it, and the, the cheese just stretched down his lip, and I knew how hot it was, and he started crying, and I laughed at him. I felt like the worst dad, but it was just so funny. Because oh, I do. We all go through it. It just happened to him that day. So I think it was like three weeks ago. Sure enough, it happened to me. And he just started laughing at me. And I was like, oh, that's how it feels. You're looking at right of passage. <laughs> I forgot to say, I love my kids. But I lo- oh, yeah, burned. by the way, I love my kids. I love by my the kids. Way. The pizza burns are hilarious. <laughs> no, but it, it happens. It's... Uh, you know, can't have it yourself for your kids, right? Yeah. Uh, but no, that's <laughs> that is brutal. I actually, they had a documentary about like this happened before at McDonald's, and there was a documentary called Hot Coffee. Yeah. And it was just about a lady. It was it was about a lady that sued because she spilled her coffee on her at McDonald's, and in that documentary, she lost her case. Why wouldn't you? Take it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, I it, especially in this case, I guess one of their defenses was um, he, <laughs> instead of going straight to the emergency room, he went home and started taking pictures of his injury. And he's like, I just want, I just wanted to prove I couldn't go to work because I was injured. Well, you can do that at the damn hospital, can't you? I just want to Instagram hashtag free coffee. <laughs> Tweeted all of them. Hashtag too hot. <laughs> All right, so, well, he he lost the case. So Starbucks will not be required to uh, pay for the man's medical fees. And uh, now we're going to head over to the last story I have before we take a break. Um, Over in Mechanicsville, Maryland, a woman is facing food contamination charges after allegedly serving milk containing dead skin shavings from her feet (laughs) to a woman and her three-year-old child. 
All right. <laughs> so, uh, authorities allege 56-year-old Sarah Schrock uh, was living with Jessica Whitney, Jessica Whitney Hurry. I don't know why they give me all three of her names. And a three-year-old girl uh, by, on May 4th when she served the milk to the pair at dinner time. Uh, the toddler started choking up on her milk and coughed up what seemed to be human skin. Uh, Jessica, she started coughing up on her milk as well. <laughs> so you can't put human skin in your uh, roommate's food? No, so, man. This actually just sounds like something Frank Reynolds would do on, on uh, <laughs> always, always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> I got your skin. Oh, you said skim? I thought you said skin. <laughs> Yeah, using your, uh, your 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 ped egg. Yeah, <laughs> we found out that was I think like number seven of the uh, the all time uh, uh, made for TV infomercial products. Can't remember how much money the ped egg came. The ped egg, it. but yeah, it's a little thing. It looks like an egg, and you scrape your uh, feet skin cells off with. And uh, apparently, a lot of people want to scrape their feet skin cells off. The ped egg. Yeah, it's sandpaper for your feet. See, I always thought that the, the the skin is good. It makes your foot nice and strong and calloused and manly. Have you ever seen the pet egg? Uh, it looks like an egg, right? No, the actual part you rub in your foot looks like a cheese grater. <laughs> it does. It looks like a cheese grater. So, hey, you know what? Maybe uh, she was just putting it in the wrong stuff. You can't do that in, in a liquid like that because skin cells are skin cells. But uh, Parmesan <laughs> cheese? Come on, the spaghetti? She would have, she would, and I would have gotten away with it too. <laughs> Who are these people? She just has living with. It doesn't say any relation. Like yeah. It's just like she was living with this lady and a three-year-old. Yeah. Is that three-year-old that other lady's daughter? Or right. She got a halfway like house. Like, hey, three-year-old. Uh, what? Found she, her on the street. Uh, a witness poured the milk, so they had somebody else in the house as well. A witness poured the milk through a strainer. And discovered what appeared to be dead skin shavings. So everybody knows that there's skin shavings. It must have like, they, the gorgonzola taste gave it away. Uh, Jessica told officers that Miss Schrock has <laughs> dry skin on her feet due to diabetes or diabetes, and uh, has trays in her room with the same kind of dead skin shavings that had come off of her feet. Schrock was arrested, but denies putting anything in the milk. <laughs> why, was she, why was she saving? I need these. Do you remember Ah Real Monsters? Yeah. yeah, the guy that saved his toenail clippings. Yeah, and that was like currency for all the monsters. Do you remember a uh, gold member? Gold member. Uh, the awesome powers movie where he just picks the skin oh, off himself. Yes. Like, and he that's eats all it? I yeah. can imagine. That's. <laughs> oh. I wanna, like, how is that not an indicator to move out that this lady's just keeping mass amounts of dead foot skin? Yeah, and they know about it. They don't even like. Nah, yeah, we knew she had it in her in yeah. room, but you know, like, like that's a that's something I don't know. Like, I get, like, if that was my roommate, I'd be like, hey, what's up with that? <laughs> so about those dead skin cells. Uh, I'm having flashbacks, Chris. I've been listening to some of the uh, older shows, and uh, we had a similar story with some guy who'd been uh, collecting. Uh, Toenail clipping since uh, 1978. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, his he used to keep it on his mantle. Right. It was like a trophy for him. Yeah. And his wife, I guess they got in an argument. She said, "I want that out of here when the guests are over." <laughs> yes. There was a there was a fella, and he was very proud about his toenail collection. I think he made it into the Guinness Book of World Records. 
Uh, and and when fi- family would come over, he'd like leave it out on the mantle to show everybody his toenail collection. Why are you keeping those? Is it hey. like when you kept pogs around? Or, uh... <laughs> Can I tell you the weirdest part of that story to me? That dude had a wife. Yeah, yeah. I can't. <laughs> he was with a woman. I've always wanted to make a, a, a belly button lint sweatshirt. <laughs> I figure if I start collecting now, I could probably weave something. But you put me in front of a match, and I'm I'm, I'm toast. <laughs> but I'm sure I, I probably went there that night too. I gotta re-listen to that. It's probably the guy who had the thing come out of the uh, the rubber come out of his nose. He's <laughs> probably that guy playing video games by himself. His wife yelling at him. I'll save these. <laughs> All right. Well, um, was it uh, Miss? Miss Shrock. I keep thinking of Shrek when I hear her name. Like, I really wish there was a picture of her. She just calls her roommate Donkey. (laughs) (laughs) Got you milk, Donkey. (laughs) She's been charged with food contamination, second-degree assault, and violating a protective order from April April, uh, that ordered her not to have any contact with Jessica. She was ordered, held on $10,000 bond. Okay. So she was already violating a protective order from April. This happened May 4th. Why? They still live together. Yeah. That's the roommate. She's, she, the roommate had a protective order on her from April and was like, you know what? She, I, she probably put it there on purpose. She's trying to get her move out. <laughs> why do, why do they still live there? Like. Like that's the ultimate move. Like that, if I like was just like, you know what, Nick, I'm putting a protective order. You like, you wake up and look at this person every day. Yeah. She want him out. Bad roommate. That's why Tom doesn't buy food for the house. <laughs> and he doesn't make dinner for all the guys. Yeah. I think of uh, what was it? Road trip. What is this, Asiago? <laughs> <laughs> it smells terrible. It's a blend. It's a blend. Yeah. No, right. What is it? Uh, oh, shoot, I'm forgetting. Oh, road, road trip. trip. Yeah, with the. <laughs> I wanted mine without powdered sugar. Oh, <laughs> that's good. That actually was filmed. Like, I was born in Georgia. That was filmed. That part was filmed in the Gwinnett Diner, which is, like, right down the road from where I used to live yeah. in Georgia. So I was really excited to see that and be like, oh, yeah, that's why their food tasted the way it did. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. You know? Hey, we have to take a quick break. It's 10.36 right now. And, uh, yeah, it's flying by, huh? Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. We'll be right back. When we come back, I almost want to kind of want to chat about things we were able to do when we were a kid that we just can't do it anymore. I, I got a list, too. But, hey, I'm sure. Whatever. Hey, you're listening to the After Party at 980 WCAP. We'll be right back. It's about time we stopped because I see the keg has WCAP. What I like to do is just start the show without giving anybody a heads up. Nope. <laughs> Join in the studio. I got Mr. Tom Markham. 
And I have Nick Robbins. Hello. Tom, Nick, nice to meet you, fellas. <laughs> and I got Mr. Bob Philpot pushing buttons, making things happen. Yeah, Answering Bob. the phone calls. If you so choose. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? That's uh, what, the giraffe dying, right? Had to mix it up a little. <laughs> a dying giraffe from South Park. <laughs> Um, yeah, if you want to give us a call at 978-454-4980. Uh, what's going on, man? It's late. It's in Lowell. It's 1046. Hey, it's the Merrimack Valley. <laughs> but my car's still out there. Yeah, I, I think they're pretty tame lately. I don't know. It is getting warmer out. Uh, oh, and you know, I, I wouldn't mind chatting a little bit about um, things we were able to do when we were young. Because, you know, it, it's funny. That guy who... Uh, it's not funny. That guy who left his kid in the car... Uh, who, who he had to go to MIT, parked over at the train station, and then he just parked. He left his kid in the car, and then he got halfway where he needed to be, and he called 911 to 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 make sure. Hey, uh, I did something stupid, fellas. Uh, you, you need to come help me out here. But huh? I don't want to say that was normal back in the day. I was never left in the car. Well, you know, it's some, but this, sometimes it was iffy. It was in the winter time. They were running into the the grocery store. Right. They'd leave a, a, the window cracked. Run in, get what they needed to get. If it was like two or three items, be back. And they had less stuff to remember back then. There's no, <laughs> yeah. no phones and stuff. You're like, no, be like, oh, do I have my cell phone? Like, no, right. oh, do I have my kid? <laughs> the checklist is getting bigger. I remember uh, like going to Lawrence, and the streets still looked kind of scary, especially as a kid. And just lock the door. I'll be right back, Chris. And I'm like, oh man, no. <laughs> I'm hiding in the floor. <laughs> but yeah, you can't you can't do that now. You know, it's it's kind of no, you can't. But obviously, like I don't know if you could do this before, but I see now like people freak out about animals in cars, like like well, yeah, especially in the heat. Yeah. Even borderline warm spring day, you know, it's kind of dangerous because they're a little warmer than we are, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, then you see all the commercials when summer hits. It's it's once you start paying attention to it, you realize it's the same thing, just different models sweating in the car. But, <laughs> yeah. I like how like you'll see like people be like, I saw the dog, so I broke the window. But then it's like a little kid, and they're like, Yeah, we'll just wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want to get the glasses. Darwinism, right? survival of the fittest. You know what I mean? <laughs> People just want to break the the glass, though. I, don't, I think that's what it is. I, I saw a dog in that car. <laughs> the lady, as she walks away to you know run in and grab one thing, the guy has to smash a window for for a dog. I, I saw feel. I saw videos like they have videos on YouTube. People just like waiting outside of supermarkets for like the person that left their dog in the car to come out. Yeah, and it's just like this. Like the lady that's waiting, you can always tell. Like, you're like, oh, that lady looks like she would complain about everything. But he wanted to go for the ride. Yeah, that's what I would dispute with, right? No, doesn't. No, I feel like that that works. <laughs> I mean, if you're running in somewhere, you you have like five minutes, yeah. I think, and then then break the glass. But Nick's a dog hater, I guess. I, no, I love dogs. I love dogs. Now, did you wear seatbelts growing up? Was it strict? I did. My parents were, they followed every rule to the book. Really? Yeah. They were just like, now they're very upset because I don't do the same, but yeah. and it's <laughs> like, I'm not going anywhere until I, I buckle it. But right. even if, like, now if I go home and, you know, if they're they're driving me somewhere, if I don't have the seatbelt on, they won't. I'm like, I'm 30 years old. Right. And, Put on yeah. your seatbelt, Nick. So the, the best, like, my first car I ever had was, uh, like, a... Like an 89 Mazda. Yeah. But it had the automatic seat belts. Oh, so you had no choice. But it was, uh, it, it was literally just like a piece of canvas in front right. of you. And it's like, 
You could tell if the, if any if I got into like an accident going 15 miles an hour, <laughs> it would have ripped. Like, see, I remember when I was a kid. I remember me and my sister sitting up front. And, like, in the same damn seat, you know? I was closer to the door. And I remember we had this car that, like, the, the, the passenger door would swing open. So I I'm, I want to say we were wearing our seatbelts at the time, but I have a memory of, like, getting on the on-ramp, and then the door swung open. <laughs> My mom was freaking out. And was it one of those seats that you slid across, like, whenever they... Seat? I don't even time, think yeah. it was. I want to say there was a middle console, so it wasn't even Just like I had much room. Console. <laughs> oh, man, brutal stuff, but... I think if we got pulled over, she would have gotten in trouble. I just, I don't know. Stern talking to that Stern guy. talking to, yeah, that's when you learn to put on the waterworks, right? <laughs> One of the great things, see, like, do all women cry when they get pulled over? I don't know. Someone should call in and let us know. Yeah. <laughs> Nick cried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they see a grown man cry. They're like, oh, we're going to have to uh, up this. <laughs> no. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tried showing cleavage. They're like, sir. Put the pimple nipples away. What <laughs> was crazy? I got pulled over once, and the guy asked if I where I was at, and I was like, "Oh, I went to a football game." This was in South Carolina. He's like, "Oh, you went to the, the state championship game? All right, you're good to go. You're good to go." I'm like, "I was just going 40 over the speed limit. I'll take that." But yeah, yeah. I was in the car with somebody when they got pulled over, and he's like, "Watch this." And the cop came up, and he's like, "Oh, officer, I'm actually glad you pulled me over. I was lost." And, like, thinking it was, like, this get-out-of-jail-free card. And he was like, where are you trying to go? And he was like, ah, just write the ticket. Uh, that's uh. funny. He didn't. He just had that one line? It was like he like he thought the officer would be like, oh, okay. And he was just like, well, where are you going? And he was just like, I didn't think of that. That's <laughs> Well, you have to think of that. <laughs> he wants to know yeah. where you're going. Yeah, well, I'm glad you pulled me over because I was lost. Well... <laughs> See, with my parents, we never got pulled over because my dad was always speed really? limit, fast lane. He was the guy in the fast lane going the, the exact speed limit. speed limit. So everyone's like honking going by us. <laughs> that's horrible. You got to drive in the middle of that's what you're doing, right? Well, he doesn't not, care. Not your dad. Oh, that's funny. Because yeah. they, they don't really tell you that you can drive more than the speed limit. That's the speed limit. That's funny. See, I heard a criminal justice major, and I don't, I don't condone this, but he said you can go, I think, up to ten over the speed limit, and you're really? fine. Yeah. So yeah. I say five, but I'm no lawyer. Yeah. I do, I do nine. Yeah. I like to live dangerous. <laughs> I always go five over. When I used to deliver pizza, it used to drive me nuts because you get stuck behind uh, older fellas, and uh, they're they're. They're going so slow, and my tip depends on how fast I'm getting this pizza to the house. And I, I know, I, I think I'd swerve around them, and I swear, like my, my road rage would come out where I think I gave an old person the finger once. I'm not proud of it. Oh. Um, <laughs> like, what's you're, that? You're reminding me of my commute every morning. Really? <laughs> I'm trying to get across Lowell, and <laughs> it's just always getting stuck in the back of the person who's in no rush to go anywhere. It's brutal because sometimes I'm that person that I'm in no rush. Well, see, when you're the delivery guy, when I was in college, we had a delivery guy who would go up the stairs. You might remember this. Me and Tom went to the same school, but the guy would get to your door and he would hand you the food, but he would be bent over, breathing heavily. Oh yeah. And I'm like, did you run here or what? <laughs> did you take a car? He's like sweating from the last like two days. Just that was what was that? Pittsburgh Jade. <laughs> I, I do not recall. No, I I thought it was a really fun first job to have, but you know, just sometimes, I don't know. You you, you learn, you don't learn much. You just I you learn not to like that job anymore. Yeah. 
See, I, where I work now, it's like I would kill to have the ability to speed. Like yeah. I take 128 every day. And it's like my my top oh, yeah. speed is now. Like, what time of the day do you know? Are you normally? I'm, on? I'm usually on there six to seven a.m. Six oh, yeah, to seven a.m. And uh, like top speed I'll hit is like twenty, <laughs> and that's flying. I'm like window down. Like I gotta slow down. People oh. are gonna unexpectedly stop soon. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you have it like locked down to where you like you know how slow your commute is to where you're like all right I have to leave at this time so I can be here at this time. I think I do, but there's always like, it's like one one twenty eight is just like its own thing. It's like, oh, you're making good time. Why don't we have an accident right here? Like, there's always I could get on one twenty eight at midnight, and then there'd be something restricting Road me from work. going home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, one twenty eight is brutal. Like, when you ever look at the traffic maps, depending on certain hours of the day, it's just all red lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be the be- for all the construction they do on it. It should be the best side of that in 495. <laughs> yeah, they've been working on 495 for the last like 20 years. Yeah, and they're gonna like keep the section on it. from Lowell to Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, well, once they finish the stretch, they gotta start from yeah. the beginning again. That's job security. <laughs> I know. I, I found out that uh, it's gonna be in my my newscast tomorrow, but uh, I don't have it here. Right, but I know at Lowell they're gonna be doing uh, some road work all week, but it's all gonna be night work. On uh, I think uh, next Monday, no Sunday night from uh, uh, 7 p.m. till 5 a.m. they're going to be uh, working on Varnum Ave. They're going to be doing that Monday, uh, Sunday and Monday night, and then Tuesday they're going to be doing Market Street, I believe. I don't know. I have it all in the newscast, but luckily they do it at nighttime though. Can I tell you the craziest thing about the streets in Lowell now for me is like that they just added the two-way streets. To I like streets. that. Does that impede your drive at all? No, I just, I. No it's one of those things it. where it's like. It has such little impact on my life, like really? actual driving, but just like when I see it and I'm around, I'm like, this is wrong. <laughs> no. See, I'm used to it and I'm very happy about it because uh, I drive here every day. So I, I take Bridge Street and uh, it, 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 it it's so much nicer because I don't have to go around the college to to get around here, yeah. I can just take a quick, uh, you know, a, a right and a left. I'm right there with you. Yeah, you're liking it, Bob. Oh, I the, love that term. How many people you think leave the bars and have to cross Merrimack Street and don't realize it's two ways? <laughs> right. You know what? I was actually I was driving the other day. It was um, I think I was getting on to Central from Gorm. I was going around the bend where it was one way. Uh, it, it's the road that takes you to uh, uh, Ward 8, pretty much. And there was a guy going in the opposite direction. Hmm. <laughs> I see that every once in a while. <laughs> and my, my my girlfriend was like, what is he doing? And I'm like, oh, don't worry about that, honey. <laughs> well, I don't drive in the city, but I hate being with the people that haven't haven't gotten used to it being two ways, so they're in the second lane on the left, and you're like, yeah, we should probably move over. There's a car coming. <laughs> you know, so. I like how you just talked about Lowell, like it was like a major metropolis. I don't drive in the city. That's exactly. Boston's you know. worse. I mean, yeah. oh, I don't drive into Boston. I'll drive 20 minutes out of my way to get to the T and then take really? that into Boston. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, I, I could see that. I uh, well, I am I'm used to Lowell because I I'm here so often now. I work here every day, and so I, I kind of understand the the streets and what goes where. But I can understand being completely intimidated driving around here, not knowing what's where. It's almost like a maze if you're not used to it. See, the worst, like, uh, for work, I'm out in New York a lot. Like, last time I was out there, I was in New York City, like, right in Manhattan. And, like, yeah. dri- I was driving, and it's like, every- but everyone there, no one, 
No one will acknowledge that driving in New York City like stinks. No locals. They're all just be like, oh, you're from out of town, yeah. It's like it is terrible, terrible driving. And they're like, wow, it's all that's all uh, straight roads. You know what I mean? Right. And it was the worst driving experience of my life. <laughs> and every intersection is like boxed out, and you'll get like points added to your license, your insurance. Really? It's terrible. I actually got into a car accident out there. Yeah. Yeah, I stopped at a red light, and I got hit by an 18-wheeler. <laughs> wow. And it, like it was awful because it was like the scariest moment of my life. I I pulled up the red light. I, I look up into my rear view. I hear it, and I just see the grill of an 18-wheel truck coming at me. So I was like, oh, oh, no, what do I do? Like, I didn't know what to do. Right. So I just, like, brace for impact. The dude hit me. So I, like, get out of the car. Did you slide? Like, Oh, yeah, I slid into the intersection. We only got, like, a minute left. I want to hear more about this. I slid into the intersection. I get out of the car, and the guy's like, hey, thanks for not getting angry. I was like, no, no, man, I'm, I'm angry. <laughs> Very angry. I just think I might have pooped my pants. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you gotta be smooth about it. Yeah. <laughs> like peanut butter. Hey, you know, we gotta take a quick break for news. Uh, but when we get back, uh, we got more stuff to talk about. So stay with us. You're listening to the After Party on 980 WCAP. Back to the after party at 980 WCAP. How are you? I'm Chris Publon, joined in studio. I have Mr. Tom Markham. Oh. Hello. <laughs> I have Mr. Nick Robbins. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and Bob Philpot. Pushing buttons. Now, did I get that right? <laughs> Answering the phone if you so choose to call at 978-454-4980. And, uh, Bob, you just sent me this list. Now, just looking at it really quick. Is that like the um, wackiest GoFundMe pages that I'm are I'm sorry. There? I don't mean to rub it in. We might have to go over this in a little <laughs> bit because I have a bone to pick with the GoFundMe page. Um, I know uh, I, I made a GoFundMe page. Uh, in October, right? Because I got me and Gabrielle, we have you know full time positions. We're always busy. We're school like crazy. We got three kids. We split one car, so the logistics between jumping around each other to get where we need to be when we need to be there, it's just difficult. So I made a GoFundMe page, thinking maybe I can get a crappy car because it's happening for people that look like serial killers. It's happening for the damn Patriots. It's happening for uh, I don't know the uh, uh, potato salad. Uh, Patriots thing's absurd. Yeah. No, that is ridiculous. But uh, Bob just sent me a list of uh, what get a job. What, what, did it, why does it say get a job? Is that their job doing the 
I don't know. It's like the top ten, cra- top twenty uh, craziest GoFundMe pages or something like that. All right. Well, we might have to go through this in the next half hour. But I know off air, you were telling me something that kind of intrigues me uh, to, about um, bri- mail order mail brides. order brides. Mail brides. Yeah. Now there's a, a whole show about this on Netflix. A documentary. And you know what the weird part is? Whenever I tell, like I watched it the other day, and it's been stuck in my head. I've been telling everybody, and like the first reaction everybody has when I'm like, I'll watch this documentary, they're like, what are you doing, research? <laughs> no. I told my boss. Maybe. <laughs> told my boss about the movie because he likes Netflix, and I may lose my job because of it. We'll see. No, so, it's yeah, not that bad. Oh, yeah, it's called Love Me. <laughs> yeah. Why? It's called Why You Know Love Me. <laughs> I got to say, I, I have a strange story on this one. I, I went over a friend's house one time, and he had his buddy over and his buddy had a mail order bride really and it's very strange he had uh this woman answer to him as yes nazi general oh, yeah <laughs> unbelievable okay, you can order that <laughs> yeah, she loves me if she speaks limited english you can that's, order that's that. an additional yeah. that's a 20 dollar upcharge um uh what, what's that show uh orange is the new black and didn't the the guy he had a my headphones are all screwy. Uh, he he had a mail uh, order bride there too. I think she was Russian or something, and I, I think uh, she came with her mother as well. I don't know. I want to imagine it's a mail order bride. I don't know how they hooked up, but yeah. Now, what's this? Do- how many people does this documentary follow? Which is on Netflix, it? by the it's way. It's on Netflix. I think it's like five. Maybe. No, I think it was more than five. But it's just it's basically it's target. I didn't know how to take it at first. I didn't know what the angle was going to be. It was a late night like random watch. And you don't know if it's going to be pro, pro mail order brides or against mail order brides. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Naturally. And it's kind of shows a scope. Like, like, is it the new epidemic? Sex workers, save them. No, nothing like that. So keep. But keep it's co- it's talking about it and all these guys. Like, first off, I had, I had no clue, but that whole thing's a scam because these guys go through services, and I found out they're paying ten bucks an email. Yeah, like to send an email and to receive an email is another ten. I hope they're doing more than like two, pa- like a paragraph. Each yeah, email. no, it's a, it's a long one, but I think a book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they said every day. One guy was like, every day he gets an email and he'll respond to it, and then just that'd be the worst. Yeah, because you don't know if these people on the other side are just doing because they feel like they have to. So you're not really getting anything out of it. Well, that's, see, that's like the opposite of work for me. Like, cause I, at work, I read a ton of emails, but they pay me. <laughs> right. So <laughs> if they were like, you got to pay us, I'd be like, no, no. Well, the thing, too, is like now, like, ladies, I do online dating in Robin 60, okay, Cupid, if you want to find me. But <laughs> once I start talking to someone, you can just give them your Facebook page, which is free to message. You don't have to keep doing the ten dollars uh you know a message that's what i didn't get and well, they yeah. obviously have a computer with internet access well, a lot of those guys didn't look like they were facebook savvy yeah the best though like they go on like these trips to the ukraine i guess the ukraine is the new spot for mail order brides well, do you have to be rich is this an upper class thing rich no and lonely in, no one in this was uh rich they're all yeah. kind of blue collar guys were they just lonely and antisocial and they, weird one of them lonely yeah one of them was pretty one of them was was a, a larger man and like the best part is he was like yeah no women over here really like me so, so that's why i looked to the ukraine yeah now, if no women in America liked you, why would you go for a Ukrainian smoke show? Different strokes for different <laughs> like, folks. Why? 
Well, are you a fat slob wherever you go? I I think so. I think that's universal. Like, yeah. if I went to the Ukraine, they wouldn't be like, oh, that guy, yeah, he's fat, but he's an American. I'll let it slide. They'd be like, who's this fat guy in a hoodie? <laughs> but someone to come to America like that, though. Like, I mean, they'll use you for the first, like, three or four years to get the green card. Yeah. I mean, if I was a chick in a, like, a not third world country, I would but, definitely. But my thing is, like, seeing what this guy was going for. He could have definitely just lowered his standards and got a gotten an American check. Right. He was shooting for the fences. Like <laughs> she was like a smoke show, and then he travels to Ukraine to meet her. After he dropped ten grand on emails. Yeah. Like, he spent ten grand emailing this girl before he even met her. Sets up up time to go to the Ukraine to meet her. She no shows. Really. He spent fifteen grand. I don't on a think trip she existed. But then, like, he contacted the service that he was going through. Right. And they produced a girl. And we're like, oh, this is who you've been talking to. And he's, like, showing her stuff on the phone, like, do you remember when I sent you this picture? <laughs> and she goes, <laughs> like, yes. Yes. And then, like, he asks her to marry him. Was it the bait and switch? Is that what they gave? It was the bait and switch. It was like, it was like, no, a, it was the girl, though. The girl's pictures were legit, but. Yeah. But you could tell she had never spoken to that guy before. Yeah. Like, and he's like, so do you want to come to America and be my wife? <laughs> I, just, I, I love the fact that they go there, they they fall in love, supposedly, but they have a translator. What happens when it gets to, like, you know, the more intimate stuff, if you right. will? Is the translator in there with them? That's when they have to figure it out. It's like you a found coach. love in a hopeless place. <laughs> that has to be part of it, right? I mean. I think that's yeah. part of the cost. Yeah, yeah the translator. They're, I mean, in the movie, <laughs> is that what we're talking about? The translator, the intimacy. <laughs> the translator. Both. I think a little bit of both. The translator moves in, and it's like having a mother-in-law. Well, the best thing is like if you if you could if you say something wrong, you just be like, I didn't really say that. She's she she changed what I said. <laughs> Tell her you changed what I said. But how would you know? They'd be able to talk to each other without if you they doing were just anything. Disgusted. Yeah. A look. Anytime you see a look of disgust, be like. She changed what I said. Yeah. The look of disgust is the same in all languages, too. I found that yeah. out a couple times. We saw one of those, one of those guys <laughs> yeah, got married true. to one of those girls. After, like, the day of the wedding, he got an email saying, this is a scam. You're getting scammed. He was like, it's someone that's jealous. I can't believe them. <laughs> well, yeah. Don't you think that's the first place your mind goes, though? Well, yeah. yeah. Well, at the wedding, she Hater. didn't even kiss him. She you're didn't kiss him or hug him. You're just, just jealous of the love I found for 15 grand. Oh. What, if, what if it's not their custom to kiss? Huh? Come on, we all got different customs. He wanted, he wanted it. Like he yeah. tried to kiss. Was he moving in? Yeah, uh, yeah. Grabbed her by the ears. Well, and then like they're in. I'm sorry. Like this documentary's been stuck in my head. I talked to everyone at work about it today. Like I needed to talk about it because there's one part. The same dude. He flies the family to Indonesia vacation, all this stuff. Doesn't talk to her for like six months. Goes to Ukraine. They're they're hanging out. Like he's at a hotel room. She comes over. And the translator's basically like, she doesn't want to be with you. Uh, and he's like, no. And he's like blocking the door. I was like, oh, my God, what are we going to see? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like this, dead, no. 
Yeah. Well, my favorite thing about... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I'm just... Uh, I got to watch this documentary. The guy was, like, crazy. Like, he met the girl, I think, what, three or four times? Yeah. And he was... When he went to see the girl, she had two kids, and he just, like, hugged them and kissed them like they were his own. Right. And it's like, oh, you're moving in pretty quickly over here. Yeah, you give a big kiss on the... Come here, baby. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My name is Dada now. (laughs) Oh, man. That's crazy. I mean, now, how long is the documentary? I, it could have been two hours. It felt like ten minutes. I was, I was drunk. I it no felt idea. like it, <laughs> it flew by. I was so intrigued. I could have. I, it could be a miniseries. I'd watch it. I'm looking at a picture of this uh, "Love Me" documentary, and in uh, in small words, there it says, uh, "Everyone chooses their own means of survival." <laughs> <laughs> it says, "Love me." Everyone. Is that the Hunger Games? Thing? Yeah, it seems like it. However, Love Me shows a completely different side of that, starting off with the documentary with one simple question. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Oh, jeez. <laughs> From here, we meet a few men. Robert, a divorced man working in construction. Eric, a mechanical engineer. Bobby, a human resources worker for the government. And Travis, who works on a farm. In Wisconsin, who wouldn't want to love to do that? Yeah, uh, those are the people that were in the yeah. All right, that's cool. Oh, I'm gonna watch this. One of the dudes goes to the Ukraine, and then he's like, they're interviewing him. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I went to Ukraine, but uh, things got kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, what do you mean? He's like, well, the next morning, a police officer and a loan shark came to the door, and were like, your wife owes us four thousand dollars. If you don't give us the four thousand, she's going to jail. He's like, but I don't have four thousand. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, find the next man, Lord Brian. They're like, I don't have four thousand. He's like, well, what do you have? And he's like, so I gave him all I had. It's like that was clearly a scam. <laughs> but the none of them see, and like they're they're blatantly getting scammed, but they all have these like delusions where it's like, no. No, something else is happening here. Maybe she just owed that guy money. Well, after he paid, the guy was just like, yeah, I decided that it was just too sketchy. I couldn't go along with it. Right. After he paid. Yeah. He couldn't have just let her go to jail. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. It's funny. You go to different countries, different rules, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd stay away from that. But, you know, it's one of those things, though. You hope so much that you make excuses for why it's still legitimate. It's like when your body's like, hey, man, hey, man, she ain't returning. She isn't returning those messages. Maybe she just stopped. You're like, uh, no, I just liked some of her spring break 09 pictures. It's going to go through. <laughs> I just There was a guy I loved because at the end he was one of those guys that goes to the club and just creeps every, every girl out. He's like, yeah, it didn't work out for me over here. The girls aren't friendly <laughs> yeah. at all. And it's like, maybe you're a jerk. I can yeah. use that word, right? Jerk? Yeah, jerk uh, is fine. All right. No. <laughs> Hey, you know what? After 10, we get away with a little bit more. But, uh, you know, just... We won't push it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Can I say shenanigans? Shenanigans (laughs) is a fantastic word. All right, so mail order bride sounds a lot cooler than it actually is. Um, $10 an email. I'll let you know when mine gets here. Yeah? You got one that works? The best... I, I completely forgot about this, but the one that got ripped off goes to he's in the ukraine they're together and then he walks away and he's like well i think i just got engaged and the camera guy goes did you get her email and there was this look on his face because he didn't even think to get her email so he continued paying 10 bucks an email because he couldn't get her personal email wow 
That's incredible. But just his face, if you could, is just like. So if I watch this, no just get ready to face. laugh. Yes. Really? Like all three of us were in the living room, just like commenting on it. it was <laughs> roommate bonding at its yeah. best, really. Oh, I can't wait till this weekend. No, I know what I'm doing. Nothing brings together. Uh, Thirty-year-old single guys like mail-order bride documentaries. Well, because I'm sure you're all just as hopeful, and then you realize it's a scam. And hey, you learn from their mistakes. The, the weird part is we all had our laptops out, and everyone was <laughs> yeah. everyone was typing something, but no one caught like, "Hey, what are you looking at?" Man? No, just checking emails. I <laughs> won't loan me fifteen thousand dollars. I don't know why. It's a good investment. You're just gonna waste it on Anna again. Yeah. <laughs> Anna's not real. <laughs> Why is there watermark on the picture she sent you? <laughs> it's a stock image. <laughs> yeah, she's a model. <laughs> That's she's, Ukraine, she's Ukraine's number one underwear model. <laughs> oh man. So uh, yeah, love. Now I don't know. This is just kind of familiar with because uh, there's all those other websites. There's like, what? Not even just dating websites. There's just crazy things out there. They have like Amish meat. Where like Amish people can meet, which <laughs> Wait, I don't get because I don't think I they have the internet. Yeah, yeah, it's still out there though. Well, maybe it's the just an uh, abacus. I tried to get on there. There's a, a farmer one where the, uh, farmers meet up. Yeah, I think we did a whole top ten of the weirdest date uh, uh, dating services. Have you seen the commercial for that? It looks like it was made in the '80s, and they're like really? on top of their game back then. I didn't even know they had a commercial for it. Oh, they do. Yeah. <laughs> what what station does that play on? I think El Rey Network. <laughs> Anything country, right? Yeah. Telemundo. <laughs> Are you a lonely farmer? <laughs> well, because I know if you're watching uh, uh, like Comedy Central, they do they still have the Girls Gone Wild ones at nighttime? I don't. I don't know. You're watching South Park. <sighs> no. Late night for me is ten o'clock now yeah. that I'm older. It's you know, I'm lucky to be up right now. To be yeah, me too. You. This is my only late night. Even on Fridays, I'm out by like nine. But those girls got wild commercials. I mean, they were awesome. I used to like the scrambled TV. Remember yeah. when you were younger, and you had to try to watch just to get a glimpse. <laughs> Are you tired of the same old girls going wild action? <laughs> no. Us either. <laughs> well, I remember trying to watch South Park late at night, and that was always one of the commercials that popped up. And that was always like, you know, Girls Gone Wild. Oh, part five. Snoop Dogg is getting yeah. in on the I action. love the music in the background. Of <laughs> this it, is though. a steel drum. Why is every Girls Gone Wild set to the to the theme of a steel drum? Well, because it's all at the beach, right? Yeah. You think of Jamaicans and, uh, I don't know, the drums. <laughs> <Jamaican>. <laughs> I want to know who actually bought Girls Gone Wild. Because, like, it was uh. literally just girls flashing. Yeah, I had a I had a buddy buy a concert ticket, man. <laughs> my uh, my when my parents moved up to Connecticut, I was still living in South Carolina, and this my dad worked with a guy, and he's like, yeah, go ahead, move in with him. And the guy's like, here you go, you can watch any video you want. And literally, it was twenty two episodes of Girls Gone Wild, and that was all he had in his stash of DVDs. Was this guy a football coach? No, no, this guy was a uh, computer programmer. How many did you watch? I watched three of them, but I watched yeah. them over and over again because they're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Girls Gone Wild has like a uh, high rewatch value. Like, you know, yeah. Let me watch for scenes I missed. Yeah, I think that guy who uh, who like made those like a thing Joe he, Francis yeah he's been in trouble a few times huh yeah I guess when you're in that business that's what you're gonna have well, to he face. doesn't card the girls he, like you have to card people <laughs> to figure out like 
Hey, I got a lawyer. Let me tell you this. <laughs> if a girl is in a bar, I mean, you think she's 21. I call him my lawyer, too, because he's... He, He's a nice guy. He's a friend. But if I ever get into real trouble, Listen, we ask him. Well, like, I, just, I throw like these wacky scenarios at him. I, I'm like just spitballing with him. Like, all right, so you're at a bar. Right. There's a girl smoking cigarettes. She's got a tattoo, and she's drinking. What if she's under 18? He's like, that is still illegal. <laughs> That's smart guy. Yeah. What if just you don't Nick, know though? Nick disputes it. We keep him on his toes. Nick's like, but she has a tattoo and she's smoking. <laughs> that might as well be legal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it, you can't get a tattoo without being 18. Well, you can't smoke indoors either. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. You look for the tattoo and that at least tells you something. But not nowadays. I mean, nowadays these kids, all they need is a damn signature from their parents and they can get one at like 16. And they're smoking their e-cigarettes. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a big thing now, them, them e-cigarettes. You know what's funny, too? It's almost like uh, you know, like we're growing up, and you, you're trying to get all the people off of regular cigarettes. E-cigarettes are becoming just as cool, and, and they're making them think they're healthy for you. Yeah. You almost think that we're just doing the same thing. Like yeah. That's just going to cause some different type of cancer. Yeah. I think they already found that, right? I, I don't know. Well, I think uh, like they, everyone just glazes over like chewing tobacco. Yeah, well, I mean... It's an old man thing now. Uh, I think it? it's one of those things that's not as prevalent as. Uh, yeah. I mean, you do see it, but you don't see it as often. I mean, I, I dipped for when I joined the Marines. Um, I I think in Marine combat training, I saw some other people dipping, so I tried it, and it felt kind of cool because it does gives you that nicotine buzz like crazy. So I started dipping for a little while, but then I thought about the prospects of you know I, I got pretty decent teeth. <laughs> I don't I don't want that stuff being stuck in it and you losing your. Uh, my buddies tried to get me to like had me try it. Yeah. And um, yeah, my buddy had me try it once, and I was uh, it was right after eating Mexican food. No, really. Threw up all over myself. Never tried it again. It was <laughs> That's just all you need. When you smell it, now I just get sick and I can't do it. I used to go for all the different flavors because they have like the cherry and apple and. I love I love this. Like we're not marketing to kids. Right. Let's have cherry and apple and vanilla. Well, I uh, <laughs> you know if if you don't know how to dip, I mean it's not. It's not going to work out well for you because you got to spit it, you got to pouch it just right, and make it nice and packed in there. Uh, if it goes all over your mouth, you're in trouble. Well, I was uh, I was on post in Iraq and uh, I had a Ugandan dude was like seven feet tall, and I remember I had cherry and I gave him a little bit of the cherry dip and I put it in his mouth and I didn't tell him how to do it. <laughs> and I'm like like a minute goes by and you see him smile and like it's just all over his <laughs> mouth and then and the smile went away quickly. He's like, oh, Publon, it burns. <laughs> uh, you're gonna want to swallow that. <laughs> I had a swallow at once. I was on post and I was walking back and forth, and uh, there was um, uh, scuttlebutts. There was water bubblers on each end of where I had to walk, and the staff sergeant came up and he's like, "Firewatch!" And then firewatch is pretty much when you're standing post, you're making sure everything is going good, you're, you're walking back and forth, and at, when I'd get to each water bubbler, I'd spit. Now, if you get caught with dip in your mouth, you get in a lot of trouble. So uh, as soon as the staff sergeant called me. I uh, I swallowed all of it, oh. and and I had a chat with him and act like I wasn't sick. <laughs> I did not enjoy that conversation. 
Now, I had a kid in college who was able... I don't know if you are you do it that much, but... No, I don't at all. Because oh, he used but. to, like... I remember waking him up for a 6 o'clock workout for football, and I was like, hey, like, where do I go? And he's like, oh, all right, give me a cup. And I gave him a cup, and he just took it out of his mouth. Really? And he was sleeping with it. That's gross. He now has cancer. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Right. Well, it burns in your lip, man. You can feel it yeah. going into your bloodstream. And, uh... Yeah, that, that's pretty nasty. I remember man. when we were in college, and they came out with a a, a new thing called snooze. snooze. I don't even I don't you even know, know what snuff is. No, no, it was snooze. It was little pouches. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Camel made it. Okay. And it was like you packed in your upper lip, and you didn't spit. Really. And I just thought it was crazy that there was just like, not like just producing new forms of tobacco for you to use. Well, I I thought it was um. There's a lot of other ones that do the pouches too, with all the different flavors, just the same. But I thought it was for the people that couldn't pouch it by itself, like it almost like training wheels to get yeah. into dip. You know, <laughs> here we'll help you. You with might this not picture. be ready yet, but we still want you to use dip. <laughs> so uh, yeah, then I was never a fan of Copenhagen or ever do the Red Man. Red no, Man, I tried a peach kind. Like really, a, yeah. Red Man's a whole different breed of tobacco. That's literally like chewing tobacco. Yeah. It tastes like raisins. Yeah, it tastes just almost like burnt raisins, doesn't it? And you salivate like crazy with that stuff. You fill a bottle like this in like two spits. <laughs> it probably helps you lose weight. Just spitting. I remember talking to those people. Oh, I know how to lose weight. You just spit. Just spit all day. You'll lose lots of weight just spitting. <laughs> now I'm going to drink a bottle of water. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, man, Red Man. We're talking all about tobacco here, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I know, when I was a kid, I wanted to smoke cigars because I watched cartoons. Yeah. I don't know. No idea. Where. I wanted to smoke cigars until, like, I had a cigar, and I was like, yeah, not my thing. After, like, five minutes, I'm like, all right, this thing needs to be done. I yeah, don't know. It is just a commitment. Yeah, really. And you're only, like, barely a quarter of the way yeah. through. Catch What's even worse, like, um, you ever smoke hookah? I really is enjoy the, hookah. Is that the proper term, smoke hookah? Yeah, whatever, I man. Just, like, I, I, was, I had not tried it before, and this girl I was talking to was like, oh, we're going to go to this hookah bar. Right. It's going to be a nice time. So it was my my friend and I and two girls, and I was like, "All right, let's do it." We get there; it's a nice place. And in my head, it's like, "All right, we're smoking, like, right. no big deal." And then I got the bill. Oh yeah! And it was like sixty bucks to sit there and smoke. I was like, I could have bought us a carton of cigarettes. Like, <laughs> we could have just hung out at my house for like a week. When I was in Malta, uh, we I think it was like the exchange rate was one of. No, three of our dollars was one of their dollars. And I didn't realize that until the next morning because I had some cash on me. I already drank a bunch of the absinthe. And then I pulled out 100 bucks, and I, apparently that's 300 bucks. And uh, I remember, I think I spent it all that night. And I kept going to the hookah bar. I was amazed. I was, I was so in the bag. And then the hookah was, like, I think filtered. There was one filtered through wine and one filtered through vodka. And I was smoking the hookah that was filtered through the vodka all night. And uh, I only have foggy memories of that night. Uh, but, yeah, man, I remember being awesome. When, when I was in Turkey, they had hookahs there as well. Not as expensive. But Yeah, I mean, I'm, the whole experience was cool. But until I got, like, and it's like, I couldn't, I couldn't be cheap. Right. But inside, like, <laughs> I was like, it's that tough moment when, like, you're around women, so you can't be cheap. 
Right. <laughs> that night, all you got was the awkward hug. But then they, hug. but then they were like, no, I was too mad to give her a hug. Like, I, like if she went in for a kiss, I'd just be too pissed. Like, mm, yeah, we'll, we'll hug this time, all right? <laughs> yeah. Let's shake hands, huh? Yeah. Let's keep your distance. So you know what I thought was cool about it was just how much, how delicious some like the smoke tastes, and then it's always super smooth, and you can blow these huge clouds, and it's not vapor at all. It's tobacco. Yeah. Or shisha, I think. I don't know. Anyway, hey, uh, we got to take a quick break. I'm going to go out with some Steel Panther, one of the only songs I can play from them on the air. Uh, so, hey, uh, you stay with us. I think we're going to go through some of these uh, GoFundMe pages because uh, I'm bitter. So uh, stay with us. You're listening to the After Party of 980 WCAP. Chris Poublon joined in studio. I have Mr. Nick Robbins. Hey. Say I did you first this time, yeah? Yeah, I appreciate that. And I have Mr. Tom Markham. <laughs> I'm just thrown off. I was so used to going first. I know, I know. I had to switch it up. A lot of times when I, I go one way the whole time, people call me out. I was actually, I'm going to call you out because I, I, one of the things I negotiated in, in me coming here was I always get called first. And the writer? Also, I want red M&M's. Where are my red M&M's? <laughs> I, I can't even say it tonight. I <laughs> also have Mr. Bob Philpot pushing the buttons, answering the phone call. Phone. Fuser. I'm tired, man. Phone call. Answering the phone calls. Or uh, the beepers, right? I don't know. <laughs> Fuso, choose to call at 978-454-4980. Uh, he sent me this interesting link because, uh, well, I, I made a GoFundMe page back in October uh, hoping to get a, a car. And I, I have legitimate reasons. I'm a busy fella. I want to. I want to wear my big boy pants. I want to drive my own car. I want to not have to adjust my seat. I want to not have to uh, uh, make the logistics possible to have to figure out who's going to be where to get the car where it needs to be. All right. I'm, I. I just. You know. It'd be nice. Eventually. Um, but what drives me crazy is all these other people that uh, they go nuts and they get rich on these GoFundMe pages. Like, uh, remember that guy uh, who walked to work every day? It was like, what, 18-hour walk? Uh, I saw that. There was like, uh, that was like Ohio? Michigan, I Michigan. Detroit, yeah, yeah, Detroit, Michigan. He had to move out of his neighborhood because he got too rich. He got like more than $100,000, something like that. And uh, 
you know, people are telling stories of the last guy that made it big who got stabbed and got left in a ditch. <laughs> so he had to move out of his hometown, probably quit his job. I like it. He made a hundred thousand. Well, he I had think, to move. I think he moved closer to his job. I think he ended up making enough for a car, and then eventually he was just like, "I'll buy a new house." Well, when does it become enough? Because you got all these people that are emailing or, or sending in the money, but then you have. Uh, these car dealerships offering him the car like oh hey this is what you need right here you go the most balling move would have been like I know he's driving a new car it would have been awesome if he got like a couple hundred grand just like I want to buy this used Sentra <laughs> thanks for all that money but uh, I'm just you know I put it in October and my problem is is I don't plug it I can't I can't shove it in people's faces and uh, hey you know should we plug our own shows while we're talking about plugging yeah, man, yeah, let's get after it. Hey, where are you guys going to be at? We have a show coming up on uh, Tuesday, the 19th. It's at Coyle's Tavern in Drakeit, right off 113. Uh, we have a we have an excellent headliner coming out. Alan Gonmitra was just on Last Comic Standing. Uh, he's on late night shows. He was on a Comedy Central show uh, at oh, Divine's House Party. Uh, he's coming down. We got Matt Barry featuring. Oh, Matt Barry, very funny guy. Yeah. He's here a lot too. We got we got a bunch of other local guys like Boston, Southern New Hampshire. Uh, should be a great time. Nick here is going to be hosting that night. Yeah, yeah. Hosting. I I put a Craigslist out, ad out for a host. No one no one responded. I was like, I'm looking for someone to host. <laughs> <laughs> and Nick kept emailing me, so he's hosting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I was just emailing him from the uh, same couch that that he was sitting on. Yeah, yeah come but, on, man. Just let me do but, it. But uh, yeah, the nineteenth. It's a Tuesday. The show starts at nine p.m. Uh, get there early. Get some food, some drinks. It's, it's a really nice place. I don't have the address off the top of my head. No, I don't either. Of um, course, it's one thirteen. Yeah, yeah, off one thirteen. It's uh, it's right by uh, there's there's like a market in there too, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. like a little uh. Just look for the buses. There's yeah, a, there's yeah, a ton of buses. A whole bunch. Of, yeah, right in that That's where all the bus drivers ride. go after work. Um, <laughs> if you go any further, you'll end up making it to uh, the Rotary, Methuen Rotary there. Yeah. yeah. Have you driven by there lately? Yeah, they're doing a lot of work. Yeah. It looks I, pretty cool. Yeah. My car is falling apart going through there. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'll be over at uh, Oscar's Pinatas on Sunday. I'm doing a little comedy show. It's going to be nice. Uh, just I don't know. It's, it's going to be nice to be able to do it again. I, I don't do it as often as I'd like to. Uh, but yeah, Oscars Pinatas this Sunday. I believe the show starts at 7 p.m. So uh, if you're not doing anything, come on out. And you know, it's funny. This is one of the first times that uh, I have people that are plugging shows that are actually local. Normally, you hear I'm going to be in Maine this weekend, and like nobody's going to go to Maine. But we can plug what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like driving, so I was like, we need to just start our own show near near our house, so that way. Yeah. We don't have to go 45 minutes for a Right. Good well, show. That makes sense. Absolutely makes sense. Yeah, if so, Duncan would let us have a show there, we'd do it there. <laughs> <laughs> well, depending on where you go, I'm sure you would be able to. But, uh, hey, I, we found Bob sent me this uh, goofy list, uh, the top 20 funniest GoFundMe campaigns. And it's been getting pretty ridiculous, especially with the Patriots. Oh, my God. Yeah. Super fan. All right, I'm going to say that's one of the weirdest ones to me because that's like you're raising money for people that don't even need it. Yeah, but is it even they're the Patriots? raising money for millionaires? Well, yeah. Uh, they said that if you know the Patriots don't take it, they're going to raise the money anyway, and it's going to be pretty much like a relief fund that goes to those in Nepal and like 
Well, that's pretty nice. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. So they all right. Look, they have a backup plan. It might not all go to the Patriots, but give me a break. Or are they just saying they have a backup plan and they're just going to pocket? Yeah, I, I guess they could do whatever I mean, they want. It's yeah. not illegal for them to say, yeah, little for you, little for me. Oh, boy. I don't know. But, I mean, somebody go. someone went so far as to saying, uh, help Ivory get a bottle of Henny. <laughs> uh, Hennessy. Uh, it's expensive. It's... Oh, we got somebody on the line. We got, we got Mike. He's calling from Tewksbury. Hello, Mike. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Hey, listen, this is uh, my first time listening to the show. I'm I'm working security. I was, I was going through the AM looking for something. This is a really great show. I really enjoy it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually had a question for uh, the two guys, Nick and uh, Nick and Nick and Tom. They're comedians, right? I, I believe so. Yeah, they have a show coming up this Tuesday at Coils. So this is just a general question. So uh, I actually have a buddy, and he uh, he's starting to do comedian. He's starting to do comedy. He's starting to do comedian. Uh, and he's always, and he's, asked, he's constantly asking me to go to the shows and things like that. Uh, yeah, that's what they I've do. I've seen him before, and he's not that funny. Yeah, uh, so what do you say? I don't know a nice way to kind of like, I don't want to tell him that he's not funny, but I want him to stop asking me to, to go to his shows and stuff. I mean, I don't know if like there's a nice way to, to put that, you See, know? I, I, you know what? I can relate to you because I'm in a very similar situation. A buddy of mine actually just started coaching uh, JV lacrosse. Yeah, look, look, the sport lacrosse. <laughs> yeah, junior varsity lacrosse. Okay. But like, he keeps trying to get me out to his games, and I like I can't, I don't have the heart to tell him to just stop. Like I actually went out to one of his games, and it was absolutely terrible. <laughs> and it's yeah. like it's like you don't yeah. know if you can blame like fourteen year old boys for being terrible at sports or their coach. I used yeah, to coach. No, it's always on the coach. Thing. It's kind of the same thing. I imagine, like, J.V. Lacrosse would be, like, seeing, like, my buddy do comedy. And I feel bad. I don't want to tell him no. He keeps on asking me. I mean, like, should, should I tell him that he's not funny? Or is that, I mean, well, that's kind of hurtful. You got to be kind of nice about it. Just say you have other things to do. Just other things to do? Yeah, yeah like, just like Coach Lacrosse. I feel kind of bad because I'm at, like, the one show I went to, like, it was painful to watch. <laughs> right, well, you, you got to give it, like, at least three or four months and then check them out again. If it's just as painful in three or four months later, then you got to give them another year. You just got to space out the times you go to see them. All right. Uh, and where's the comedy store that you guys are going to be doing? It's at Coils and uh, Drake It, Mass, right, oh. off, right off Route 113. What, what kind of jokes do you guys do? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I'm just wondering, like, what kind of comedy? Is this serious? Is it, like, political comedy? Is it, like, like... You do a little jokes? bit of everything. Yeah? Yeah. Like, Louis C.K.? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Louis C.K., yeah. I mean, I mean, could one of you guys get, just, like, say a joke on, like, like, like you would do at the show? Like, could you, could you say a joke? <laughs> I don't know. Can you... Nick, do you... Mine aren't radio acceptable. Yeah, we got to... We, we gotta watch it. We don't want to slip up and say the wrong words. Yeah, no, we gotta be no, careful. No jokes. How, how about no, you? Do you have any? Do you have any jokes? Do you, that you, got, do you guys any jokes? Do you, I know you do comedy too. Is there any jokes you could tell on the air? Who me? Yeah. I got my ukulele in the other room. I it's. <laughs> Is it you do ukulele based comedy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I sing silly tunes. Oh wow! Did yes. you sing a song? I, I don't have any of my stuff ready, and I'm ready to pass out in ten minutes. So are you waiting in line at Dunkin' Donuts yeah. right now? <laughs> no, no, no. You sound like I'm an avid Dunkin' Donuts shopper. 
Uh, yeah, there's not a chance you go to Starbucks, well, man. If you can take him a joke, I'm going to be listening. Uh, tell him right. a joke if you get a chance. Well, I want to go through some of these GoFundMe pages, but we'll put the pressure on uh, these fellas here to tell a joke. <laughs> but but if, we're going to let you go, Mr. Uh, Mike from Tewksbury. And, Mike, if you don't hear one today, make sure to come out Tuesday the 19th right. to Coyle's Tavern. There'll be a whole yeah. bunch of them then. Absolutely, as long as my buddy's not there, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> have a All good right, night, have Mike. Have a good night, folks. Good night. <laughs> uh, Tell me a joke, funny man. We got we got a hot we got a hot uh, audience tonight. No, oh, yeah, a lot of listeners. <laughs> he sounded kind of like Pat. Yeah, uh, a little bit. A little, little bit. bit. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit like Pat. Uh, <laughs> no effort. <laughs> Oh, boy. I don't even know where to go, man. I got 10 minutes left, and I didn't even blow up my air mattress yet. Rapid oh. rapid fire. Rapid Topic fire. Topic a minute. Yeah. Uh, I need re-up money for Loud. That's a GoFundMe page. What is Loud? Is Loud what they're calling it nowadays? I think, I think that, yeah. No, he's just, he wants money for Beats by Dre. He wants it loud. She getting money, so I'm going to get it, too. Huh. See, yeah. I don't know if somebody made up this page, Bob. I, I didn't have too much time to screen it, but now that I look at it, it looks pretty weak. Is that Bob? Yeah. Is that Bob's GoFundMe? Yeah, <laughs> he just wants to plug his own GoFundMe. <laughs> she getting money, I'm gonna get some too. If Go you're involved, I'm, I'm, I'm looking I, for a boob job. I, yeah, I feel like if you can use if you can use GoFundMe, you should be able to find a job. Like I what? feel like that's like pretty well, technical, right? The, well, no, because they make it very easy for you. I mean, I have both, and I tried doing a GoFundMe, but I feel, I don't know, I feel like that's only just like a small step up from begging for change. I mean, that's, that's pretty much what you're doing. Can I tell you the best thing? Like anybody, like I was out with this girl. We're in Boston, and I went to hand a homeless guy, like, my, or what, per, a per, like, he looked homeless. He was begging for money. I went to hand him change. She's like, ew. Don't give him that money. He's just going to waste it. <laughs> but then, like, literally, like, five months ago, she had a GoFundMe up. And I was like, I was like, yo, remember that homeless guy we saw in Boston? She's like, yeah. She's like, they're all over the place. They're in your face. They just asked me. I was like, that's you. Right. What was her GoFundMe page for? Can I'm you sure it was job. Oh, really? Yeah. They, hey, that's, that's good. I mean, if they can do that and... I mean, I I would you're donating to a good cause there. See, I think I like Kickstarter because you get you get a little kickback from Kickstarter. What do you mean? But you're throwing money, but it's like they're like, oh, if this product goes, you know what I mean? You get the first run. Right. You, you know what? I've done a couple Kickstarter things and I never got anything. <laughs> I feel to get like I got gypped. Really? So one of us was supposed to get a T-shirt. Another one I was supposed to get a free meal. Nada. Nada. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Well, if they fail, do you get that stuff or? No, no, they both made they both made the money that they needed. One of them was really? Airbnb. He just wants a T-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I. Uh, can, can we start a GoFundMe for mail order brides? <laughs> you, I, I guess apparently you can make one for anything, uh, but I don't know. I, I think what drove me crazy the most was when I saw the GoFundMe page for the Lowell Goat. Did you see that one? No. There was a GoFundMe page set up for the. You remember the goat that was running around Lowell? Oh, yeah. Yep. And it was like the biggest story. Everybody was talking about it from everywhere. Somebody made a GoFundMe page for the goat, and it made like $800 within a few days. How could nobody That's all that? I'm waiting for. I got it for 700 bucks. You know what it is? Somebody else has to make the GoFundMe page for me. I think that's huh. the secret. We can do that, maybe, you know? Yeah, maybe. Maybe we can collaborate. Yeah, yeah. But then you're going to want some of it. We'll take a kickback. Yeah, right? I'll, give you, I'll give you... I, well, it depends on how much we get. 
and then we, we we can divide it up afterwards. I don't want much. But ultimately, you guys are in charge, so you could just lie to everybody and then, you know, just take all the money, and I could just have that. I'll be like the Indian with a tear on my face. <laughs> Who says process? Yeah, processing fees. You know what I mean. <laughs> but you made your mark. Where's my scooter? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all I want. I even said, I'm like, I'll take a scooter. I just need something motorized. And then, you know, the bike people, they have no sympathy. <laughs> I hate bike people. Like cyclists. Yeah. Worst people in the world. Like, I, I work in, like, uh, an area where it's, like, it's very similar to Andover. Right. And there's just, like, cyclists everywhere. And, like, they all think, like, they're like, they like, oh, well, you need to respect us as if we're another car. Right. But none of them want to follow the rules as if they were a car. <laughs> yeah, no blinkers. I, no, they run run red lights. Uh, the worst is, like, I was, to, to leave my work, there's, like, a two-lane semi-highway, and it's, like, there's literally a cyclist in the center of the lane, so you couldn't pass them. I love going 12 miles per hour on a 35. Yeah. No, it's brutal. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, what, what do you think about the bike lanes here? I mean, as a local, are you just non-biased. You don't even care. I'm not really. I don't really care. But as if it keeps yeah. them out of the road, let's get bike lanes everywhere. Well, it keeps them in the road. Just they have their own lane. Yeah. yeah. If, if as long as they're staying in their lane, <laughs> that's yeah. a message to all cyclists: stay in your lane. Yeah. It doesn't really matter to me one way or the other. I, I still. I don't drive in the city. I mean, it is really? what it is. Yeah, I just even if this little city, I, I can't drive. I'm not doing <laughs> I'm used to it. Can't as long as you know where you need to be and you know where to park to get where you need to be. Well, that's the problem. I can't parallel park. Really? Yeah. I mean, I can, but it's awful. It's a horrendous <laughs> job. Do you ever do it right the first try? No. No, never. Usually, I, sometimes. I yeah. sometimes have to get out. I don't want to brag, but I'm actually like a pretty awesome parallel parker. Yeah. When I used to drive my car by myself to work, it was awesome. Uh, but there'd be a space in that back alley. And I, I would parallel park, and, like, I'd almost take a picture of how perfect it was. And I'd be very proud of myself. I should have Instagrammed it, but I'm not that tech-savvy yet. Yeah. I mean, I know it's a simple button, but... Hashtag perfect park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. Hey, man, we only got, like, four minutes left. Look at that. Time flies when you're having fun, huh? Yeah. Time flew by. So, uh... Seems like... Yeah, it seems like we just started. Yeah, uh, you know what? Maybe that I need to find somebody strange, just a stranger that I can trust. Say, hey man, make me a GoFundMe page. I'm telling you, I will settle with a scooter. <laughs> and you know what's funny? I run into people that listen to the show and they hear me talking about it. And uh, sometimes you're like, oh, how are you doing on your GoFundMe page? <laughs> Still zero. We just need to push it. We need to. We need to. Link it up. Well, Put it on the Facebook page. Part of them, I think everybody thinks it's funnier that there's still no money in it. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody wants to be the first to add money. I, what i got to do is i got to add money to my own page. Like, like i got a dollar. Donate yeah. a dollar just so people are like, oh, this is real. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting till, uh hit it maybe, and then maybe slowly it'll start just, building just up. Just update pictures, like update videos to it, like send links of just like videos of you walking, like this isn't a joke. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> not a joke. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah, pushing I, the uh, stroller along. Right. <laughs> holding a bunch of bags from Market Basket. Yeah. <laughs> hey, kids, wouldn't this be better if we were in a car? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, too bad. Too bad. <laughs> yeah, maybe that'll be, in, if the video's done right, maybe that's all it would take. And uh, if I can fluff it up with a couple of my own dollars. Throw a little Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened. My sister's doing one to get it, get it overseas. Yeah. 
We need to donate. <laughs> that song does make me want to donate to the dogs. Oh, boy, i got plenty more of time coming up. I think I'm going to do something like that. I, I've, uh, I've got visions of this video of you just trying to cross uh, Bridge Street at the VFW Highway there, dodging yeah. cars, yeah. <laughs> the rain's coming down. It'll be like a cheap Frogger knockoff. Right. <laughs> Which we all know is a horrible game, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Uh, so don't don't order uh, uh, Frogger. You know I'm gonna look that game up real quick. What what is it called? Oh boy. So hey, I had a great night. Um, once again, come find me. I'll be at Pinatas this Sunday over at in it's in Tuxbury. Uh, you guys coils Tuesday night. Coils Tuesday. And who's headlining? Alignon Mitro. All right. Alignon Mitro. Uh, tomorrow, living for the weekend, will be a little different on Friday. Uh, we're not going to be doing our normal beer segment between two and three. I'm going to be over at the uh, Merrimack Repertory Theater from, I believe, uh, twelve thirty to three, talking to uh, all of the people over there that put on the shows. So uh, <laughs> should be a fun time. I believe they're doing an open house all day. So if you've ever been curious about the Merrimack Repertory Theater, come on by, say hello. It'll give me something to talk about. I'm sure they'll keep me busy over there. Then uh, don't forget Lexi James. Uh, if you want to go see her, I'll, ha- I'll have an opportunity for you to get a ticket tomorrow. A couple tickets. Go out there, you- and you're going to be there, right, fellas? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm you know do quick quick uh, appearance. You know what I mean? Yeah, check it out. <laughs> check it out. <laughs> All right. So I really hey, love country. Uh, you've been listening to the After Party. Don't forget, you, we can be found on Stitcher. We can be found on uh, fans.fm forward slash the After Party. Yep. Or just After Party. Uh, the After Party. Oh, cool. I got read the first track. Also, we have a website, uh, theafterparty980am.com. Uh, go check us out there uh, if you want to hear any of the past episodes. Most of them are there. And Bob's even uh, adding highlights to it, too, so you don't have to listen to the whole stuff to get to the good stuff, you know? There's some good stuff coming. Oh, awesome. I'm looking don't, forward to it. Don't forget to follow us on GoFundMe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, hey, uh, get some sleep, guys. I know that's what I'm going to go do. So, yeah. hey, good night, everybody. Night. Talk to you in a few hours. Good night. <laughs>